everyone. Welcome back to Cafe Confessions. I am your host, Shalika, and I am here with Bree. <laughs> that was a long ass pause. It was like <laughs> I was drinking Brie. my coffee. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it Brie, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing really good this week. I have been uh, so busy. I have slept so much this weekend because I felt the need to recharge. I just been ripping and running these streets. So I feel Mm. like we had a 48 hour weekend. I probably slept a good 23, 23 hours. Yes. I slept a lot, like a lot, (sighs) a lot. I slept so much that I'm like, I feel like I was reborn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Have you heard of this? uh, Like the sleep debt? No, that's been like floating around with TikTok. It's like basically you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep. And for every hour that you don't, then you have to make that up. So that's why your body is so tired. And sometimes oh, you gotcha. end up crashing. So yes. it's like you had some debt to pay off with your sleep. $23 is crazy. Yeah. When you text me yesterday, I was like, there's no way she just woke up. No I sure way. did. I, it was 1 p.m. It was 1 p.m. So Dell did a whole thing. He wrote, a, he wrote a fucking book and everything. And I woke up and I was like, damn, it's like, what, 10 o'clock? And he was like, it's 1. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I was tired. I literally texted you that morning like, okay, are we on for tomorrow? You said, yep. I said, for sure. And I went right back to sleep. <laughs> for and then, sure. Good night. <laughs> yeah. And then we went out because we had met up with a, a friend. Our plans were at 2 o'clock. And we hung out with her. And then we got home at 8. And normally... Saturday night, I'm turning up until the sun come up, but I'm like, I'm going to bed. And I went right home and went to sleep. I was in bed by 930. And here I am today. Right. <laughs> Ready to go. I am jealous of you. Mm-hmm. My week mm-hmm. has been quite busy, like during the week and the weekend. So uh, this week met up with Erin and she took me makeup shopping because I said this year, she's like, you going to get it together. She did my mm-hmm. makeup in New Orleans. And I was like, why can't I do this? Like when I do makeup, it don't look like this. Like I felt like I had a full beat when I do it. It'd be looking like natural everyday makeup. And I was like, no more. Like that's nice and all, but I want to know how to beat my face. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have all of the tools, but I don't have the tools. If you get what I'm saying, the technique, ways, yeah. the technique. So when it did that, that was really fun. Um, went to this place called Din Tai Fung, delicious delicious we walked out of there only spending like a hundred dollars and for the amount of food plus four drinks i was like that's a fucking steal Mm -hmm. i'm definitely gonna go back and i would suggest you go back as well uh but this weekend we were celebrating a friend who recently accepted a job offer and um that was that was really interesting just um being out in pasadena and then yesterday uh one of my guy friends was in town well not in town like he came to visit um and we went to go see creed three it was actually oh, I didn't even know that good. was out. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was out. <laughs> it, it is out. <laughs> I didn't even know they released that. Yeah, it, it's out. It's out. It was a pretty good movie. You know, if you're into boxing or, you know, I would highly suggest it. I, I thought okay. it was, a, I, I felt like they did a really good job. Um, and then Michael B. Jordan actually directed that one. Um, and I think he did a phenomenal job. It was nice. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounded like you had a very eventful week. I mean. I did. Oh, and I almost died on the freeway. What happened? So what? coming back from the makeup, it was raining hard. It was <gasps> no. raining. It was so bad. Let me not exaggerate. I didn't almost die on the freeway, but I was nervous. I was so scared. Did you hydroplane? A little bit. A little bit. And I just, I kept feeling like 
the car just kept drifting, kept drifting to the side. And the rain was really coming down. And I was like, okay, I got to get off. I got to take the streets because I'm already in like the second to the last lane, mm-hmm. second slowest lane. And I'm going at least 60. And that still was just like, okay, this is too much. So then I slowed down and I'm like, ah, this is too much. So, you know, you know me and driving. I was like, let me get Excuse up me. off this freeway. Sometimes driving in the rain is very difficult. It is. And we're from California. So I don't know if anybody else is like out of state, but Californians do not like to drive in the rain. I don't care. Mm-mm. I don't Mm-mm. care. We drive fast. We drive like we got a place to be and the rain just gets in the way of like that comfort. Right. The zoom, zoom, the hustle, the hustle. Mm-mm. If you live in California, yeah. you know, driving in the rain, freeways is toast. Everything, everybody toast. moving at super to- turtle speed. And you're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 and that's me. I was very much a turtle, but I had respect and I got in the slower lane mm-hmm. and I felt like that's <laughs> where I messed up because I feel like in the slowest lane, that's where all the damn potholes and everything's just all messed up in the street. So I... I um I won't be driving in the rain like that. No. Okay. No. Well, as long as you are still here alive and thriving. Right. I'm sorry that happened to you, you know, but you made it through for whatever reason. You know, God was like not, not today. your time. Mm-mm. Not tonight. <laughs> we not, not we tonight. don't have a bed ready for you yet. Okay. Yeah, you, like, <laughs> <laughs> you got a few more years, ma'am. Right. Trying to get here early. No. Right. <laughs> But what Anyways, are you drinking? What are you, oh, oh. I that, same thing. What you drinking? It looked like a milkshake. What is that? Or is that the cup? Uh, it was. It was. It was. It was a coffee. I'm almost finishing it right now. Um, <clears throat> it isn't a milkshake mug because <laughs> I haven't did the dishes. But <clears throat> I made this espresso latte myself. It is a hazelnut vanilla latte, sugar free, um, with extra cinnamon powder, made by yours truly. So. Mm. Yeah, I've been, we've been using the shit to, the shit out of our espresso machine. I have not paid for Starbucks but one time this week because I was running too late to make my own coffee. And I've saved a ton of fucking money already. I'm just, like, excited. We're pumped. Like, we are up in here just doing the damn thing with this coffee maker. I'm very proud of you. What is this, like, week two? This is week two, and I'm still and you've already saved it. Yes. It's already paid itself off because we bought this machine... Let me give y'all a secret. People come into my apartment and they think that we be spending big money on the shit we have in here. Everything is usually secondhand. Or if it's not secondhand, we've built it ourselves. But we hardly ever buy things like from the box. Like there's just mm-hmm. no reason for that. And we I'm an offer up queen. I have like say you put me on offer up. (laughs) I have an offer up queen. I have probably sold over like three hundred items on offer up. I have a five star rating with like forty five reviews. I know, shameless plug. Um, I I just I'm just a great uh, trader when it comes to products, and I know how to find what I'm looking for. So I found this espresso machine, pretty brand new, on offer up, and it retailed for one hundred and fifty, and we got it for forty dollars. Oh, nice! It's already paid itself off. Oh, hell yeah. That was a great investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A great investment. Yeah. So it was like I could have bought it for 150 on Amazon like and had it shipped the next day. Or I could have just bought it off somebody who was like, yeah, I got a new espresso machine. I don't really use this one anymore. Here it is for 40 bucks. I'll take it. Mm. See, you know? the, <laughs> the overthinker in me and then also being burned on OfferUp once, I would have been like, what the hell's wrong with it? $40, too cheap. What's going on? 
<laughs> the trick no. is this is how this is how you find out okay because i know a lot of people have that like idea you have to make sure that the person has sold items before with reviews Mm-hmm. I do not buy from people that are like first time sellers because I'm like, I don't trust you. I want people who have an establishment already set up. Right. Like they're not trying to risk their, you know, reviews because they've sold like 500 products and people buy and sell things as like their income. So that person oh, yeah. ran a warehouse of like reselling appliances and stuff. So you got to like, you got to look at the details. Like you ain't buying an iPhone off of Joe Blow with no reviews. Oh, no, the the person I bought from definitely had reviews. I'm right there with you. And all he sold was dryers. And then I bought a dryer from him and the shit stopped working like mid cycle. And I was like, hey, it's not blowing out any hot air. What? Yeah. yeah and did you hear back me. from him? Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, well, if you give me your old dryers, I'll come and exchange it. Like, what the fuck? No, you sold me a fucking mm-hmm. bootleg driver or driver mm-hmm. <laughs> dryer dryer. And then you're not even trying to replace it. I was like, oh, no. And then the crazy thing is it was um, it was our old roommate that actually not our old roommate, but one of my old roommates that um, actually purchased it. And she didn't want to leave him a negative review. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you leave him a negative review? You have a bunch of people leaving these reviews and it's like Mm -hmm. he could very much well be doing this to someone else. And that's not okay. So. Yeah, I've been burned by Offera, but I'm definitely right there with you. Like, if you, it's same with Amazon. I don't care mm. if it's a new item. I don't care if it's hot on the press. If you don't have reviews, I'm not wasting my time with you. I oh, need agreed. to see pictures. I need to mm-hmm. know verified purchases. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, not for the games. Mm-mm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, best of luck to you guys out there on OfferUp. Uh, do not want to lead anyone down a path of like being in debt and, you know, paying for something that's not bringing them in what they have paid for i've mm-hmm. never had that experience and i'm so sorry that that was your experience to offer up fuck the offer up gods for sending this you know piece <laughs> of shit dryer let seller. me just say that was only one bad experience out of many positive <laughs> because there are there's hella offer up furniture in here and one thing like you said like there are people who like this is their job some of them i feel like you know stuff be falling off the truck air quotes Mm -hmm, mm. and i a lot of this stuff i got out of a box so i was like Mm -hmm. okay you you didn't even touch this you haven't even assembled this Mm -hmm. so just letting y'all know make sure you do your research no and just to end up on a positive note with this just on thursday i went outside um i hopped off the elevator into my parking garage and somebody left this like pretty popular ikea bed kind of vibe and I know from like when I was setting up my own apartment people make couches out of this bed it's like very popular and I was like oh this person's just throwing this in the trash I was like babe we could sell this we could sell this bed and make some money off of it so he goes down he picks up the beds and we bring it in the house we had it in here for two days and we made a hundred dollars off of them and I'm like boom like all it takes this is person just trying to them. throw away a hundred dollars damn <laughs> I was like we, we made the hundred dollars like what the heck I know that somebody would love these beds. I know that they're very popular. So that's just how you do it. Like there's money to be made in all kinds of ways. I don't normally pick up trash, but I'm like, if I know it's you worth saw something. It, you said you saw dollar signs. You're like, mm, mm, cash let me cow. go ahead. Yes. Trash yes. to treasure. And they, I'm not mad at you. Trash to treasure. Boom. And they came yesterday, picked it up, and we got a little hundred smackaroos, and we lived it up off of that. <laughs> <laughs> not smackaroos. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I am drinking some drinking? green tea this morning. Um, yeah, I haven't had green tea in a minute, actually. 
nothing really fancy about it. Just green tea and honey. I think okay. it's going to cure everything that I've endured this week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, wish me luck with that one. I will. Green tea is amazing. Yeah. I love green tea. I drink green tea as my midday drink. Ooh. At work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coffee in the morning, green tea in the afternoon. <laughs> okay, okay. Is it like a... um? like an appetite thing doesn't it curb your hunger or it does it help actually green tea can help with weight loss um Mm -hmm. it absolutely could help suppress appetites but it has a high caffeine rate in there so Mm. yeah a lot of people Mm. use it as like their their energy for me it doesn't give me the same effects as coffee but it's a good midday boost for me nice like it's like having a second cup of coffee without the jitters you know Mm. Mm -hmm. are you okay with the jitters like no. is it just no it's not okay but you won't I stop drinking coffee i won't i won't okay. but i noticed since i've been making my own coffee it's starbucks that gives me the jitters like they're fucking strong as shit like i get the twitchies <laughs> i get the twitchies with them but not not with my own coffee my own coffee i'm like <laughs> i'm just awake and i'm vibing let me give you a quick story jay would go to starbucks and he didn't know any other sizes but venti right like he would just go in there and order a venti. And there was one time I had asked for, I was like, let me get a coffee. Let me get a ice mocha, you know, mm-hmm. ice white mocha with all the fixings. This man brought me a venti ice white mocha at like three in the afternoon. And I was mm. like, fuck. I was like, I didn't want to mm. waste it. I got about three fourths of the way down before I started feeling like I was about to die. My mm. heart was beating. I was like, I am going to have a heart attack now. Probably not, but that's how I felt. I was like, I'll never do this to myself again, (laughs) ever, ever in life. It was so good, but it hurt so bad. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. I don't know how y'all, I don't know how anyone can order a venti iced hot, whatever type of coffee and like get through that. That was a lot. It's insane. Like, that's an insane amount of caffeine. And it's like, just like you said, do cocaine already. Like, (laughs) you know, like if that's what you're doing at this rate, you need to do you need to do coke. I mean, I'm not encouraging your behavior, but you're you're borderline a crackhead. So just go on (laughs) with it. (laughs) Get on with it. Cocaine already. That's what you really want. Oh, I'm Lord. in a mood. I'm sorry. I I'm- see. <laughs> <laughs> you have. Okay. It's because she's been making her own coffee. She's a little yeah. agitated. And I know she seems very happy about it. I'm but having you know, withdrawals. He's definitely I'm having withdrawals. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on with you, ma'am. Today's segment is what? No cappuccino. No cappuccino. Okay. An oldie but goodie. We have not done this in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's your no guess? No cappuccino. I thank you for letting me start. So you know what? You kind of inspired this no cappuccino when you told us about how you were showing them titties to Riff Raff. So I wanted to talk about <laughs> one of the craziest things I've ever done behind a celebrity. And I'm not really sure if I've ever told y'all this story, but I'm gonna tell it again. When I was younger, I was obsessed with Cleo Thomas. Like oh yes, I was obsessed. Okay. <laughs> I saw holes twice in the movie theaters. And once I became obsessed with this man, I researched everything that he was in. Mm. Specifically, what I'm talking about is Friday After Next. This man had a Mm -hmm. five to 10 second Mm -hmm. slot in Friday After Next. And every morning before I went to school, just a little backtrack, 
my mom used to have the hookup on cable, right? So we had pay-per-view and all that stuff for free. So I was able to time exactly when he would come on Friday after next and watch it. And I would not miss it every morning before I went to school. It got so bad that I would try to solicit people at my middle school to go down to LA with me. Never been to LA, never even took a train, but I had the bright idea, like I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to find this man. My plan was, (laughs) my plan was to go door to door knocking until I found this man. No way. And I even pretended to be my sister. I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter pretending to be my sister saying how much I was a big fan of his. And, you know, I've seen all his movies and I just, I'm the biggest fan. I love him. And I would really love a signed autograph. And this man sent me a signed autograph. (gasps) And it was, he sent me a signed fucking autograph. And that only made this shit worse. Like I was on the verge. Do you know, now mind you, I didn't have a cell phone. So if I ended up in LA, my ass would have been stuck. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know mm. where to go. But it was it was really bad. I was obsessed. I, I mean, you know. no judgment, no judgment, no judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a this is a, a case that could be studied in some circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. If you're ever listening to this, I'm not obsessed anymore. But when I was a yes. kid, that, that voodoo on me, okay? Like I, he put, put it down on you. I wanted you. I like. I remember saying like, if I had any wish right now, I would wish to be the person that he ends up marrying. Like, well, I wish I would have known this because I met him, and we were friends at this time. You met him. I you did. Met I did. I met him. So you know, I used to work at Chipotle inside the mall. He was in Ontario Mills. He was in Ontario Mills. He ordered Chipotle. Like, he came through the line. Obviously, I was working. And I looked at him. I'm like, I know this man. Like, where do I know you from? And he started giving me that look like, shh. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, don't say anything. And then one of my other coworkers, she was like, I think that's Cleo Thomas. And I was like, oh, shit, it is, right? So he, like, sits, like, he gets his food. He's, like, with this guy. He sits, like, right in front of the Chipotle area. And someone starts singing the whole song. They got off. Oh, no. No. He was, like. Let's not get into his music. Let's not get into his music, bitch, because I was right there, too. I was right there when he was rolling with Bow Wow. When he was making his own songs, I was right there for Zeroni. Oh, that not not Zeroni, not Z- not Hector right, Zeroni. I was right there. I was right there. I was a number one fan. Did you not hear me? I was there. This I love that deep. for you. I love not that to cut for you. you off. But you saw him sitting down, and then I saw what him. Happened? No, that was it. They started singing the whole jam, and he was just like laughing. And I'm not. I don't want to ruin your man. I don't want to ruin your man. I don't want to. The man was corny. Okay, I understand. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. I know. Man, I know, he I was know. So corny, but I was so in love with corny. that corny ass nigga. Okay, I was in love with. Oh him. my! The cornball behavior was like it was on level ten, and I was like, "This can't be the same nigga that was on holes that had like bitches panties wet. This it cannot was. be Hector Zeroni. You know, it this was. cannot be the smart dude that ended up in the juvie system because mm-hmm. 
you know, he was trying to make a way. This can't be the same nigga that was a thug and stole a million dollar pair of sneakers out of an auction. Mm -hmm. It can't be the same guy. It can't be dropped down, shaking like a balls, whatever he said on Friday after next. It just can't be. (laughs) No, no, no. And it was. And now, now it's so it's I'm gonna give you the proof that this man is corny. This man was in the shade room comments for like 15 years, I think. Like every comment section, Cleo Thomas is commenting. And I'm like, are you running Mm -hmm. a gossip page now? Like, what is happening? But ma'am, it paid off because now the shade room has him employed. No way. (laughs) Yes, they do. Yes, they do. That like a little podcast special. Guess who was on it? Mr. Zeroni. No, so he was just, not. That goes to show you persistence will get you. And yes, I am still writing for this man. I am still writing for him because you're not about to come for how corny he was. Okay. Okay. She's you know. still into it. She's still into it, y'all. She's All lying. I'm saying She's is he will always lying. have a special place in my heart. Okay. I the music wasn't all the way there. The bitch, I was the one. You ever seen that dude that uh video and it was like clearly a gay dude on on, sk- on stage and he was like dancing while homeboy was rapping that would be me i'm the one dancing yes. even though the song like might not, not be hidden i'm i'm over there like okay <laughs> like that was my ma- i'm sorry i'm sorry all right i love that you know what the love is real shay's a writer die I'm mr ride cleo die. thomas come get your girl please come get your girl i was waiting come. for you back in eighth grade <laughs> it's too late now like i profess my love to you even though you thought it was my sister. It was me. It was it me was right here. Yeah. So no judgment. No judgment. I love that for you. I wish I would have known because I would have called you up immediately. Like, hey, your man is here. Come on through. This was when you knew me. Uh huh. It was like 2016. Girl, 2016. I could punch you right now. I could punch you. It was because we had I just met. Up. But I mean, we were barely friends because I mean that this this is some deep shit. I would have had to like know you for a couple years to get to this point. But hell yeah, I would have called you up. I would have been like, your man is here. Work for him. Oh, I will. I would have told him, like, look, I got a nasty hoe for you. Just sit tight. <laughs> Not a nasty She going to suck the life out your balls. She going to drain you. She going to throw up. I would have I sold it. I would have sold you. Out of here right now. <laughs> I got a nasty, grimy, stinking ass bitch that wants you right now. She want to throw it back right now. <laughs> I love your dirty draw. Oh, okay. She will drink her water. Like, we ain't. Mm-mm, I feel it. No, I mean, you, girl, that's the moment where you, you dig into that bag and you become the freakiest freak of all time. You have girl, to. You got girl, to. You I, know? Not, I was not his type. I saw the type of women he liked and it shattered me. He is a light skin with curls type of guy. Oh, and, um, okay. I might got the curls, but I ain't got the skin for the affection. So, oh. and it's I, okay. I mean, we'll talk about colorism another day because I feel like that's a whole episode on its own. Like Girl. the effects of like being a brown skin woman and finding out the men that you're attracted to are only attracted to like you know, ambiguous racial women, (laughs) you know, like that's another, that's a, speaking of which I would want to, I'm going to bring this up. Matter of fact, let me hold out on it. Let me hold out on it. I'm going to hold out on it. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to talk about it. Yeah. It just happened this weekend and it kind of like my, my, um, you talking about a show? 
No, it's not a show. It was my real life. Like, this really oh. happened. I mean, I would, instead of me doing no cappuccino, because, like, my no cappuccino was actually quite ass, my no cappuccino would be, like, an actual fact about myself that I'll just share here. So I went out with a friend, and we had drinks. It was just me and her on Friday. And, you know, I was tired and exhausted i told you guys i barely got any sleep this week so when i was getting ready i was like you know i just want to like be kind of comfortable i'm not gonna put any makeup on today i just want to like chill like i'm going downstairs to the bar i'm not trying to impress anybody um we get there and she's gorgeous my friend is like stunning right just absolutely beautiful and she looked amazing and we're just vibing we're talking for an hour and then the bartender comes up and she's like oh there's a gentleman to her. She's like, there's a gentleman who wants to buy you a shot. Right? And she was like, you know, this guy's like behind you guys. Like, he's wearing this. He's wearing that. Like, what kind of shot do you want? And then she looks at me and she's like, and because she's getting a shot, I'll buy your shot on the house. And I was like, I feel like shit. Like, and maybe I'm wrong. I was like happy for her. No, no shade. I'm like, girl, get your drinks. You feel me? Like, I support that 100%. But I was telling Sadell, I was like, is it as a man inappropriate or like kind of whack for you to send a girl a drink and she's with another girl like and you don't send the group drinks or am I tripping? Okay. Can I, can I, can I yes. get in this? Come on, bring it in. Because I just experienced this. I went out to go visit my best friend in Maryland and she took me, she works with these people, right? And they were happy to see her or whatever. And they were like buying her rounds, not one person. I'm the only person with her and she mm. had introduced me as her best friend who's visiting. Now one person, and these were men that were buying her shots. Now one person was like, Oh, what's your friend drinking? And mm. I couldn't help but think if it was reversed, if my best friend was out here, there's no way the men that I was with would not have offered to buy her right. something. And girl, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, okay, it's I'm tacky glad you, to me. That's so tacky. tacky. I get it. It's like one other person. Like if you're already sending someone to buy you a drink, I feel like that looks better for the woman that you're trying to impress. To yes. Be like, Let me get you and your homegirl shot. But I want you to know I'm interested in you, but I would like to and buy you. both of you ladies. Right. We were just it what had- out, what, two weekends ago? Did that mm-hmm. man say, I just want to buy this person a shot? No, he bought the whole group drinks. Mm-hmm. Cocktails. Cocktails at that. <laughs> So I, I yeah. think it's tacky. I think it's very tacky. Okay, I thought I was crazy, and I didn't want to sound like a hater because I told I was like, I'm so happy for you, bitch. Like, get your drinks. Like, you know, you deserve that. You out here, you looking for your man. But I could tell she was so uninterested. Like immediately before she even knew who sent the drinks, she was kind of like, mm, like okay, like this is inappropriate. Like. It felt weird. It felt weird for the bartender to come up and be like, it was so weird. The bartender was like, I have to buy you a shot now because I'm uncomfortable. Like, this is weird. She made a point to say like, oh, he only offered to buy you a shot. I would have sent the bartender back and told her, tell him we would like this. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Yeah, it was just weird. I was like, 
advice to any men listening like that's a that that's gonna get you turned down so quickly because guess what she didn't give that man no attention she said hi and bye he didn't get a number you wasted your little 10 funky dollars when you could have been like invited over and we would have chatted with you and then you probably could have took her out on a date and set yourself up for success but because you were so cheap you put yourself in a no interest zone because any woman in that situation would i mean we didn't talk about it, it was just a common understanding like that's kind of weak. Like you yeah. can't afford 18 bucks and shots. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. trash of you. Yeah. And you interrupted our conversation to make up yourself known. We weren't even paying attention. We were knee deep in our own business at the bar and you interrupted our flow to be tacky. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I sound like a hater and you know I what? I don't feel like you're sounding like a hater at all. I feel like you're giving men the inside scoop. I'm telling you mm-hmm. about the code. You want to get my girlfriend's attention. You want to get my attention. This is how you go about doing it. Because yeah. if you mm-hmm. weren't, you know, someone's fiance, so in a relationship, in a committed relationship, and they were trying to hit on you, you would have done the mm-hmm. same thing. Like, yeah, I, I just think it's <sighs> Okay, that's my no cappuccino. I mean, that, I'm, I'm glad I told that story because the other one was not that great, but. Yeah, y'all. I just felt like that as a as a woman with my own confidence issues, like that kind of just like punched me in my face a little bit. Like, not that I'm looking for you or that I don't want you to hit on my girlfriend because the bitch is gorgeous. Like, absolutely. You should admire her the fuck out of her. But it should be classy. Like, yeah. And when we talked about it, um, it was like this is kind of giving like financially unstable. Like, mm. <laughs> like mm. that was the impression that you know like immediately makes you look like cheap or like you don't have it together and that's yeah. kind of like a really red big huge red flag for women we don't need you to take care <laughs> of us but in situations like that you should be chivalrous you should have some common knowledge and rules about socialization with women that's just that's the game, men. So you could hear this and be like, oh, that's a hating ass bitch. I'm sure that some of you guys feel that way. But I'm telling you right now, ask any of your girlfriends. They would probably be like, yeah, that's kind of like a no zone for me. Yeah. It's, I'm turned off by that. <laughs> I want to talk more about what you said, though, like about how it made you feel. And I feel oh, yeah. like sometimes we don't really key in on that. Like we start looking at ourselves like, well, damn, like I know my friend is gorgeous, but I'm gorgeous, too. Like. Yeah. And granted, you may be trying to get her attention, but people don't really realize like what that does to the friend, the friend that it's like sitting there having to see their other friend get hit on all the time or drink mm-hmm. sent to all the time. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I just want to hear from your input on like how that really made you feel. Um, I mean, it was really hard because this person that I'm friends with and I know that she has her own struggles like when it comes to being a biracial woman and like having these um relationships with like women who are full black and she has her own dynamic that she has worked through we've talked about it a lot you know like what her experience was and how hard her life has been dealing with her own racial um questioning her race and where she belongs um but on the flip side of that it's like when I think of uh, me as like a, a full black woman and I just consider myself to be like on another page of black because I don't usually wear a lot of makeup and I don't you know wear you know wigs or like um, extensions like I'm just in a different category of like black women like 
and this is no judgment like i know a lot of our friends are so pretty and so gorgeous and they do the, the makeup and the hair and the vibes and i fucking love that for them but i think when you step over into this like natural beauty aspect it's difficult like and that's just my own struggle and i know you kind of toggle between both so i'm sure you get it i used to get hit on by certain men when i had my wig and my makeup done and now that i'm like natural locked up queen i have a certain a very small niche group of men that are like i'm interested in what you have going on and they're usually like hotep ass niggas um niggas i'm not really interested in to be honest (laughs) but that's just the category of like female that i belong to so when i'm there in that space and i'm with a biracial woman you know, who's like the standard of beauty. And even though she has her own things that she's dealing with her own insecurities, it was just kind of like a reminder of like how far set off that I am from the typical beauty standard. And this is my own thing. She never made me feel this way. This man didn't even make me feel this way. He never walked up and said, you know, I like you because of this. And I don't like your friend because of that. I'm telling my own story. This is my own narrative and my own insecurity speaking. So I don't ever want it to come off as like I'm placing blame or I know for a fact. This is what I sat with. And it was just kind of like a reminder of like, I always feel like the ugly duckling, you know, like I rarely feel like the beautiful friend. I rarely feel like the friend that is like going to go out and have like men throw themselves at her. That's just not my life experience. And it used to be, it's just not now, you know? And it's like, I question myself, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, or am I just seeking male validation? You know, and I look in the mirror, I'm like, who am I trying to please? Is it me or is it other people? you know? And when I say myself and I choose the things that make me happy, like locking my hair, it comes with that consequence of like not being conventionally attractive anymore. And it's hard. Like I, I'm, I feel like I'm complaining and I feel like I sound like a broken record right now, but I don't think you're complaining at all. And I don't think so. I feel like you're speaking to a lot of us that have experienced this. We talked about this in our first season about being that friend that's really hit on being that friend that walks around feeling like someone else's shadow and though they may not directly say sometimes they do directly say like I'm not feeling your type of black or I'm not feeling your type of woman it's Mm -hmm. like their actions you know validate that yeah it's like you can't I don't know you can't call someone crazy for how they're feeling when it's like there's a pattern here like I'm always seeing this so I'm it's a pattern it's a total pattern and like when he introduced himself he came over he was dark-skinned man long locks you know and i'm just like okay like i see what's going on and it's like you sought her out for what like let's just really be honest gorgeous woman that's all you see i know that she's gorgeous inside and out right Mm -hmm. and if she would have gave that man her attention he would have lucked up right like he would have been in a a space of like absolute you won if you would have got her bag and her attention and like her interest you would have you would have came up but you put it in a way where it's like we don't really want to entertain you because we know what the deal is Mm -hmm. we know what the deal is you see a light-skinned woman with long curly hair and that's it you know what i mean like 
it just came off just very like I see you for your image because if it wasn't the case if it was I really want to genuinely get to know you I want to have a conversation with you you would have did everything in your power you could have even introduced yourself you could have walked up and said hey you guys look like you're having a great time I would love to buy you guys a round of drinks like do you mind if I converse with you for a little bit you know what are you interested in what are your hobbies I would love to take you out on a date you would have got a better chance of pursuing her than having the bartender do your dirty work and say you know he specifically said you and I'll buy you a shot you know just so everything's balanced that's awkward that's so awkward it's awkward anyway I digress I don't want you guys to think like I'm hating or like I don't support my friends getting hit on that is not the case here I want nothing but the best for her you know I I, would hope no one took it like that at all because we're not denying the fact that she's gorgeous. It's like a man who looks more like you than mm-hmm, looks like her mm-hmm, 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 almost mm-hmm. rejected that. It's like, this is what I see as beauty, but. Right, but not myself. Not, not myself. We see that a lot. Right. Like dark skinned men, like, or black men, chocolate brown men who are like, oh, I would rather date this but i'm like but you're saying you hate yourself you're saying that right what i am is not attractive what i am is not relationship goals what your or mom what I, is you what your know, mom what you is came from and sometimes i don't like using mom but like i'll say your people only because like i know some people have like different relationships with their mom and maybe that's true, why true, that they true, also true. reject their own people but it's a it, i don't know it's just something that we've been seeing time and time again i really I think we need to make an episode out of this because I really want to talk more about it, especially mm-hmm. with hair, especially with hair. Like you with touched hair. on a really good thing. Uh, but a, for a man with locks to come over and be like, I, even if you weren't attracted to me in that way, but mm-hmm, hey, my mm-hmm. fellow lock sister, like, let me, let me get you a drink. too. Like you can't even do that. Like I know you can't even do that. I was shocked, but not surprised when you said he had, he was a dark skinned man with locks like that. <sighs> Yeah, look just like me. Look just like my brother. <laughs> okay, bro. You, you yeah. look more like me. And it's <laughs> me just like, it. no, I don't want yeah. that. I don't want that. Yes. And I think that that's unfair, too. Like, when we talk about the locks thing. Like, men who have locks, people who get locks are always like, oh, you know. Like, men look good with locks. It makes them look so just, like, sexy and attractive. And I love a man with locks. But, like, women with locks is kind of, like, a little taboo. A little bit more mm-hmm. taboo. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people think, like, in our community that it's oh it, when men, when a man gets gets locks no one is like talking him out of it no one's mm-hmm. like hey bro you might want to like reconsider you know is that something you really want to do not saying it doesn't happen but like majority no one cares it's just a style but when a woman when i said i'm going to lock my hair people had talked me out of it for years like your texture is so beautiful your natural hair is so gorgeous but you have so many styles that you can do and you know maybe you should hold out a little bit or maybe you should wait till after you're married i had so many conversations about me locking my hair that i feel like men did not have to have you know because mm-hmm. they think a woman's beauty is tied into her hair when truth be told Five years from now, when my shit's down to my fucking asshole, I don't want to hear nothing. Like, I don't want to hear, oh, I should have started my locks when you did. Because you're looking at the length now. Yeah. That's what people now it's, see. Now it's acceptable. Now it's beautiful. Now it's Because acceptable. I have some length to it. Right. You get to, mm-hmm. you know, Hallie and Chloe's length. And everyone's always, oh, they're so bomb. They're so this, they're so that. But, like, you don't want to see the journey. You don't want to see the growth. You want somebody to just 
instantly have hair down to their fucking buttocks and you don't want to appreciate that person's journey. But once it's long, then you're like, oh, then I should get locks because now I can have some hang time. And the whole time, (laughs) now you want them. It's almost like when I went natural, people would tell me like, don't go natural, don't do it. And I got to a space where I was natural for five years and my hair was flourishing and my hair was just looking so good, kind of like where you are right now. And everybody loved my hair. Everybody was like, you look so good. You wear it so well. But when I had a perm and I was like, I want to start over, it was, I don't think you should do that. And, you know, it's hard to maintain. And are you sure you're going to be able to get a good job? And like what, it it was a whole different conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to go. I just want to touch on something because it, it made me think of this. I was on Instagram and there was a post and it was like men only what's a reason that you stop talking to a woman or something? And then one of the comments was, oh, she was at the her starter lock phase or beginning of her mm. lock phase. Do you know that there were so many likes and so mm. many comments and they, and I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it funny at all. And, I, and, the, and the men and the women that were in there just like, oh, it's a rough stage and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it just shows how shallow you are because- Maybe that woman was a beautiful, maybe she was so intelligent. Maybe she could have been everything that you needed and wanted, but because you didn't like where her hair was, like it wasn't acceptable Mm -hmm. for you, you completely canceled this woman out. And I I mean, I can only tell you from my experience with locks, like I can never speak on something I don't know about. I know what my experience with locks has been. And I know like, this is not just about like my hair. I have learned so much from my locks. It has really shown me like what true acceptance looks like, what patience looks like, what, Mm -hmm. you know, being your authentic self looks like with even when you don't want to be, I'm forced to be like, there's days where I'm like, you know, I wish I could just, you know, do something different um, than what I'm doing right now. And my locks are kind of like, sit down, you know, sit with those feelings like we're we're weeding out people in your life, friends that are not for you, family members that are not for you, men that are not for you. Like it, my locks do a a hell of a fucking job of like blocking a bunch of shit that is not for me before I even ask for it. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful, but that's still so difficult sometimes to immediately be like, Oh, X'd out of this equation. But I digress. That's, that's, that's a conversation that we should have for another day because we could get into it. And shout out to all the beautiful ladies that are out there getting drinks. I still want y'all to get your motherfucking free drinks, bitch. I am not saying mm-hmm. turn down them drinks. A nigga buy you a drink, you take it. Um, you accept it, but you don't have to give him your number, especially if he's not trying to get your friend a drink. And stand up for your uh, friends and tell these friends. niggas. Hey, I love the drink and, you know, this conversation has been nice, but I noticed that you didn't offer my girl one. So we're going to go. Goodbye. We're, yeah. Thank you for the drink. Goodbye. Because <laughs> I want I want a man that's going to treat me and my girls all the time. like All the time. Period. All the you time. hold the door open for me and my girlfriends. You, you take care of me and my girlfriends when we're together. I'm not asking you to date them, but I mean, be the gentleman in their life. Right. Like I expect right. my friends, partners, like if I'm hanging out with a woman and her husband, I'm not telling, don't, please don't treat me like I'm your wife, but like, I would expect the same protection. I would expect you to hold the door open for me too. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I need y'all to walk on this side of the road because it's safer. Like, I would just expect the same extended grace. I would want my partner to be comfortable letting me be in your presence as a man because I'm still going to be protected and safe. It is all about just like taking care of the women in your life in general. It's not about, you know, being intimate or sexual with your girl's 
girlfriends but it is about extending that that protection as a man to all the women involved in her life or is that too much for me am i no am I picky? no i think <laughs> you're hitting it you are hitting it yeah i don't that's think a real that's band. much to want yeah absolutely that is a real band period point yeah. blank but moving on um the show is actually getting ready to start i know it's been five <laughs> minutes <laughs> so we're gonna start the show in three two one I'm Bree and I'm Shalika and we are two long-term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with With Cafe Cafe Confessions. Confessions. All right, y'all, welcome back. So you know what we got to do. We got to get into our next segment. We'll (laughs) see if this take another 45 minutes. But our next segment, which is tea over tea. Brie, what is your tea over tea? Okay, so my tea today is actually real, real simple. And maybe it's more of like, what are your thoughts on this? So they had this old ass photo of Ari Lennox resurface. Oh, Um, (laughs) why did I just see that? Go ahead. All right. So it resurfaced. Now I saw I saw the photo on TikTok and then I'm scrolling. I have no sound on. I see this photo. I said, oh, that stud looked real familiar. And I was like, oh, my God this is Ari Lennox, right? And I felt immediately, I felt immediately ridiculous that I said stud, like my brain could not compute. It was just something that was immediately like stud. I don't know what the energy was from the photo. It before was Ari- stud. <laughs> Anyways, what are your thoughts? Because Miss Ari Lennox today, Shea Butter Baby, I'm confused. I, I don't really know what to think about it. I just feel like, I don't know. Maybe she was trying something. She was giving real nigga in that. <laughs> like she was like New York. Like no, for real. Like I feel like she was stud fishing out there at one point in life. I think everyone deserves the opportunity to go through their own personal style, their own journeys with sexuality. I don't even know if she was, you know, testing the waters. The the vagina waters. I don't know if she was doing that, but if she was, I mean, like I would believe it. If you pulled up this photo and said, this woman right here likes other women, I would believe you. I wouldn't need any context behind it. I wouldn't need to know anything else, but what I saw in that picture, but Ari Lennox today, I still feel like she likes women. I'm sorry. I feel like Mm. she still Mm -hmm. be testing the waters. I don't care what anyone says. Now she might've switched from the, uh, masculine to the feminine side, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't really have too much on this. I just I want her to make a statement. I need her to confirm or deny what was going on in this. Or maybe she just had a rough day. You know, sometimes um, when you go out, like I'm just gonna put on some whatever clothes, slick my hair back. The picture might have just been giving very much stud, but maybe it was mm-hmm. just an off day for her. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I mean, so she had said something. She was just like, um, I left Twitter for three days, and this is what happens three days. She never denied. She never once Not said, denied. ma'am, y'all are reaching. I am a fan. I'm strictly dickly. 
She never said that. Now, I'm not trying to be up in anyone's sexual or- orientation or identity. There's no judgment. Like, girl, if you like pussy, I, lo- I love that for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you mm-hmm. like dick only, I love that for you. If you like to dibble and dabble, I love that for you. But, ma'am, what the hell was up with this rebrand? Like, this, you cannot just drop this photo and walk away. Like, I need some context. Like, you're giving me young M.A., Yes. I turn over and it's like you talking about throwing it back as a as a celebrity to a fan in the backseat of a car. I'm confused. Who's the fan? Because if you're for the girls, because you know Kalani, she came out and she's like, I'm gay gay. Like I I dated me. Fuck these niggas. I don't want no more man. I'm good. I'm gay. And then she talked about how her shows completely changed. Like she was like, My shows are gay as hell. She was like, I'd be looking into the crowd, I'm like, I got some gay ass fucking fans, right? <laughs> now, Miss Ari Lennox, I don't know if the if the girlies, the stud, the studs are about to start, the fems are starting to, you know, come to your shows now. Cause I mean, if you're part of the rainbow community, that's another bag. That's another, another bag. bag. That's another bag. So it cannot hurt you. It can only help you. But let us oh. know what's up, girl. Cause I'm sure For that some sure. women want to throw their pussy at you too. Yeah, as long as they being respectful and not trying to grab at you like they did Kalani. So okay, be respectful, <laughs> respectful when you go to these shows. Act like you got some damn sense. Cause that <laughs> woman, whatever, regardless, don't give you a right to be grabbing on people, especially touching them in their private areas. Like have mm-hmm. have some decency, please. But I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I feel like this is just another bag. And as far as that rebrand. Oh, they rebranded the fuck out of her, okay? They went up. Ari out here with a fucking four-pack, looking slim, thick. Mm-hmm. She, she's looking good. Hair always good. laid, makeup always done. Like, she's looking good. And whoever released this photo, you are a hating Shame ass Shame on you. You a hating you, ass you, you a hating I ass I feel bitch. like they, they, they need to be able to start suing y'all for releasing old for sure. photos of them. For sure. Because how dare you? Like how fucking unprovoked, unprovoked at that. Like what, what even, who released this photo? Were you saying like, oh, this was me and Ari back in the day. Like leave it back in the day. No one asked you. Cause you know, you know what you was doing. You know what you was doing with that. Mm -hmm. You know what you was doing with that. And you know what? Last year with T for me, I have to talk about Ice Spice being rented out like a birthday clown um, for Northwest. What the hell was that? (laughs) What are you doing? What kid? What? 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 Thank you. I thought that was so strange. Like, what yeah. kind of flex is that? Like, that's so not rented out like a birthday clown. Can we please go back to what the? F- <laughs> I love Ice Spice. I introduced you guys to Ice Spice. Do you remember that? Like, oh. it was your birthday, August. We were oh, sitting you there did. playing, and I was like, Ice Spice is like she's about to be the next wave. And you guys were like, I've never seen this girl heard the song, and now she's like a celebrity. But I love me some Ice Spice. This is no shade. But why, for one, I'm not even mad at Ice Spice. Get your bag, okay? Because, like, you as an upcoming artist, you as a new booty celebrity, I'm sure you don't understand the rules and the regulations that go into, like, the wisdom of, like, an A-list celebrity that's been an A-list celebrity for 10 years, right? Like, a Nicki Minaj is not going to be running out like a birthday clown. Like, no. there's no amount of money that you could pay to have Nicki Minaj come and do TikToks with your kid. TikTok. But who the fuck is Kim Kardashian to be buying folks like this is, um, you know, like a, an order of pizza. Like, can you get one ice spice, please, to the house? What the heck is going on with her to think that that's acceptable? And what are you teaching yeah. North? I talked to Sadell about this. And he was like, 
I don't necessarily agree. I said, if North goes up to her mom and say, oh, I want Ice Spice and Ice Spice comes over, what image is that giving for this young North? And Sadell was like, well, she probably doesn't understand that there's money involved. She probably thinks my mom is so cool. She's a celebrity. She has all these celebrity friends that I could hang out with. Mm -hmm. But in the long term, she's going to come to grips with like, my mom was paying these people to hang out with me. So now people can be bought, you know, like I have talked to me about that. I, I agree with that. I can, I, I can agree with that um, in the long run. But I feel like at this moment to her that teaches my mom can basically do whatever it is that I need her to do. If I say I want ice spice today, that bitch will be here today. And I <laughs> I feel like maybe that's not the best thing to teach your kid. Like because they're not always going to get what they want. I mean, mm-hmm. you got a billion dollars, so I feel like Ice Spice was going definitely to go and get that back. But I think mm-hmm. it's weird. I think at the end of the day, that's weird. Like, hey, she's a, the hottest TikTok sensation, and guess what? She's at my house making TikToks with me. That's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I've, I would more so think about, like, what that says to the other kids. Like, well, mom, you're not getting Ice Spice to come to her yes. house. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like oh. like the Santa Claus debate. Like, well, Santa got them a PS5 and he only got me some clothes. Like, are they, you know, more special than me? Like, and granted, that's not that's not on Kim or North for, like, how other people are raised. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of, I don't know, it's a little snobby in a way. Like... Look what I it can do. It was a little snob. It was oh a God. little snobby. I, I, I feel bad because like I know Northly running Kim for she ran her. I know she. I know that is her karma wrapped up in a person. I know North is about to run Kim for everything she's worth. I have a gut feeling that she is not going to let up off this bitch's neck Mm-mm. for the next fifteen years. Mm-mm. Okay, Mm-mm. um, she's going to give her a run for her money, but. At this point right now, I just feel like Kim, she's just been on my shit list for such a long time. And she keeps, they keep, this family just keeps doing things that I just deem as super inappropriate and uncomfortable. And I think that that would have been a great conversation to be like, we cannot ask somebody to just come here against their will. Like, I know you want to, maybe the next time we see Ice Spice at an event, I can introduce you and you guys could like build a friendship. Like that would have been a moment for her to teach her some type of humility, some type of lesson. But if the conversation was, I like Ice Spice, I want to make TikToks with her. And Kim was like, Ice Spice's manager, how much do I have to pay to get her over here to make 10 TikToks? I need to rent her for three hours. Oh, we'll pay her $300,000, you know? I mean, Ice Spice was not letting go of that bag. So I feel like she was very uncomfortable. There was no, like, relaxation. You You listen to her lyrics? (laughs) It's like, this is not even appropriate for kids. For a kid? Like, wait, what is that? He know that it's fat. He know that. Like, what? What? You be talking about niggas clapping, like, and come on, Mm -mm. girl. Like, your whole brand is off of how thick you are, how much dudes just be eating you out and they don't get nothing else in return like <laughs> what what yeah. how does this child how do these children relate to that in any way like they don't even know what the hell you're talking about they don't but they just it's I catchy mean, to them it's catchy and I, I stand with Kanye West on this I feel like Kim Kardashian is a godless woman like oh damn you have no morals <laughs> she has no morals I think that Kanye West was on to something when he was like Look at Chris. You know, she pimped out Kim. Yeah. And I I just, I don't know, just going back to it, I feel like you're not teaching North no. Like, 
I feel like this very much could have been a, like you said, like this, we're not going to do that. But if I see her out and you see her out or we happen to be at the same parties, I can make sure she's at a party. But to be like, we're going to rent her out and she's going to do TikToks with you. And that's she's probably little... my ex-boyfriend. That's a little weird. Wait, ex-boyfriend? Yeah. Who? They're saying that Ice Spice is dating Pete Davidson right now. So... First of all, Pete Davidson is a freaking that whore of a man. Jeez Louise. No, he's he should just have a dildo um collaboration. Like just do the Pete Davidson dildo because everyone wants to dick. Everybody wants to dick. Let's all experience the penis. I honestly feel like he's putting himself as like community dick at this point. At this point. Like at this point. Yeah. He's like the Drake of white people. Like, yes. It's he's just, a whore. And I think he's a whore because he has such a big penis. And he talks about how big his dick is all the time. I thought he said it wasn't. I thought he said Ariana Grande just said that. But it really wasn't no. that big. And now he has to, like, deal with women and uh, deal with their disappointment. <laughs> when he, <laughs> He's like, I know Do what you, you heard. That? <laughs> he gets hoes. Do you believe that man has an average penis? There's no way. There's no way. I don't know what it is. I feel like he is a project and women love a project and they want to take him down until they realize how fucking batshit he actually is. And then the dick is not even worth it. They're like, actually return to sender. Have some, right. Get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to right. do it. Because no. I, I, I no, no. That man is a whore. Go away. But yeah, that's a He's little a whore. Weird. The fact that she's just He's like, I can buy your bitch is... I'm sorry. That's I can buy. I gotta Kim give. Is, it, I gotta give it to Kim. Kim is bossing up right now with this, though. I could buy your she, bitch. If if you're looking at it from that quotation, like I could buy your bitch. Not even for me, for my kid. I bought your bitch for my child to play Whoa. with my kid. Wow. You are you are a doll. You're a birthday clown. You are. Come on now. Come on now. And it, I mean, I'd be on this pop platform. <sighs> Giving it up to Kim Kardashian. That's a fucking that's could a you player ass move. That's a player ass move. I, now now I switch sides. Now I switch sides. If you stun it on someone's ex, if you stun it on, on one of your exes like this, like yeah. oh that, that girl that you be with, I bought her. She's I bought her making TikToks with my mm-hmm. daughter and her mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. It would be a mm-hmm. rap for me. That's like Yeah. That's a that's a grade A slap in the face. That's like it is. That is some boss bitch shit on that end. Oh, I will give it to Kim from the perspective of like the ex-boyfriend situation. Fire, <laughs> fire, fire, fire. But the as daughter, a parent. Uh-huh. The parent situation, kind of yeah. trash. But <laughs> Now it's kind of like, did you do this for your daughter? Or did you do this? To now are you manipulating like, North into this? Come on now. I, I, I digress. I have nothing else to say about it. That was my tea over teas. What's yours? Jeez Louise. Okay, so my tea over tea is not that entertaining. It was more so, I don't want to say it was sad, but it was more so like a, uh-huh, like something that we already knew. So um, Taraji P. Henderson, Mary J. Blige, and Young Miami were recently on The Wind Down. It's a, a segment, a show on BET. And they were discussing their perspectives on marriage and relationships. And you had Mary J that went through a very, very public, nasty divorce. She was quoted 
being married for 16 years and stayed because she thought she had to, like that was what she was supposed to do. And for 16 years, she said she just kept hoping things would change and feeling dead throughout that entire marriage. And then you had Taraji who was never, never married, but engaged twice and would rather be single than unhappy. And I feel like, you know, a lot of us can relate to that. Maybe not being engaged, but having to deal with relationships. And it's like, I don't want to put myself through this ever again. Mm -hmm. And then the last guest, Young Miami, who said, you know, she enjoys dating without commitments and she never wants to be married. And like Mm -hmm. each of these women describe the examples of love that they had to outlearn, you know, accepting dysfunctional love because they were never really showed like how a woman was supposed to love, how a woman was supposed to be loved in their life. Like they've never had a good example of that. And also settling and the willingness to sacrifice their voice and beliefs to keep their partners because they thought like this was love and this is what I need to do in order to keep that. Very much not. But, and then now how they're you know, what their deal breakers are and like what they do enjoy about dating and like more importantly, like how important it is to date yourself. And I really enjoyed listening to each of their viewpoints, but it like it paid me to listen to something that's just so common in our culture, like black women having to deal with some sort of strife in order to feel loved and then realizing like this isn't love. So instead of wanting that commitment, ever wanting to really be committed to someone again, or never wanting to go through divorce again, or never even wanting to be married. It's like, I hate that for our culture. I really do. I hate that we constantly have to sing the same tune. It's like, this person didn't treat me properly, but I had to watch them treat someone else properly. Or I stayed because I thought I was supposed to stay. And I still didn't get rewarded for that. If anything, it took so much out of me that I never want to do this again. And again, I just, I don't know. I just, it, it really hurt to hear that. And I feel like being someone that I also witnessed my mom go through that. And I also had a really fucked up image of what love was to where I'm still unlearning. Like if, even in my current most positive relationship, I'm still unlearning behaviors and I'm still trying to accept what love is. It's just <clears throat> hurtful that when you think of like other cultures, like maybe they do go through it. I don't feel like it's a stigma for them, but it is for us. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that love as a black woman is very complex. And I've been struggling with like talking about love and giving love advice because I do feel guilty. I just said this yesterday. Why I feel is that? guilty about being in a relationship so long. Um, that I feel sometimes like I, it's not my place to like talk about single experiences because I feel un- I feel like I'm being unfair to women's experiences that are not mine. Like, but I think hard- we need more of you, like people like <sighs> you, to speak on that because, like, the yeah. common theme for them was. I'm fine with just dating. I never want to be married or I was married and I never want to do that again. I'm, I'm cool with just dating or I'm not dating. Yes, I am looking, but I would much rather be single to settle. Like that's what we know, right? We need more women like you that have, that are in a positive relationship that, you know, like not saying that your relationship is perfect, but mm-hmm. it's positive and you want to spend your life with this person. We need more of you to speak on that. 
regardless of if, if you feel like it's your place or not, it absolutely is your place. It's like, mm. we need more examples of that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, like not to cut and you like, off, but. No, no, you're not coming off. And I feel like this is healing for me too, because I would love that. But like when it comes to, I get this question all the time. Like, how do you guys do it? How do you do it? How'd you do it? And I feel like sometimes people really are not ready for that answer because the answer is not cut and dry. Like, we just love each other so much. Like, that's awesome. But the truth is, is like, we choose to grow together. And that also means having a lot of moments of like, I don't know this person anymore. I have to allow them to show me who they are now. I have to allow this person to change and grow. And that comes with their its own troubles and its own you know dramas and its own like heartbreaks and I feel like love is not easy people think that love is easy across the board even people who have been married and had a traumatic divorce or whatever the case is could tell you love is not easy but I know people today that are like the next partner I get I don't want to change anything about them I want them to be perfect and it's kind of like I hate to be the bearer of bad news but like that's kind of impossible. It's kind of impossible to go through a love life with somebody and it all be perfect. Like you guys could probably never fight about shit, but that doesn't mean that there are things that you're like, this person's challenging me to think differently because the whole point of a relationship is for you guys to learn to grow together. Mm -hmm. It's like you can grow the fastest with an intimate partner than you can alone because that partner is going to bring things out where you're like, this is a challenge. I don't think like that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, that's the whole point of it. It's for me. A relationship is all about like, let's get better together. And that sometimes looks like I'm challenging you. I'm pushing you. I'm, I'm saying you could do better than this. We could do better than this. I could do better than this. Right. And that could be fucking ugly sometimes. Love is not fucking easy. And I, I love my, my partner to death, but I, I, we've gone through some fucked up shit together. You know, like we've seen each other at our worst. Like we've seen the things that our family put us through at our fucking worst. Like that's just hard to know someone so deeply and intimately and be like, fuck, you had a, a hard life. I got to love you through that pain. Yeah. You know, or you're making life hard for your fucking self right now. And I got to call you the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You're tripping. That's what, lo- that's what love is. And that's how it fucking works. And I feel like you can't run away from hardship. And I mean, obviously, if the relationship is toxic, abusive, you're not being... F- it has The pros have to outweigh the cons. Yeah. But there has to be some cons in there because that's how you fucking grow a little bit. To me, I, I can't speak for love for everybody. And that's why I feel guilty because I never give that advice of love. Like, it's easy. It's communication. It's never going to sleep angry. Sometimes you're like, I'm mad for a month. Period. <laughs> I'm mad for a month. I'm fucking upset right now. Like, yeah, you you hurt me. You betrayed me in a way that I and not cheating. People think that betrayal is cheating, right? It's not the case at all. Sometimes I've dealt with people who talk about their relationships and their partners gambled away all their money, all their Oof. savings. That's Oof. betrayal, right? Mm-hmm. That's betrayal. Sometimes it could be as small as like, we supposed to be on this diet together and you sneaking at Carl's Jr. on your way home. Well, mm-hmm. I'm starving over here. I'm betrayed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I wanted a fry too. I smell in your breath. <laughs> I mean, it could be something so ridiculous as just that. Yeah. I'm serious. But it, but it like, means pe- a lot. <laughs> it means a lot. And I feel like people think that hardship equals not valuable. I think our generation has gotten wrapped up in like, 
this instant gratification of what love is and how love should be so perfect and all the TV shows and all the movies and all the bullshit podcasts about, you know, people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to love. Love is, I fucking shit it on myself and my partner had to wash my ass for me because I was so sick. Love is, you know, ugly. Mm. That's the, that's love. There's times where I was so sick, I didn't shower for three days and so I was like, get your ass up and washing you myself, right? Like, that's love. Love is we grew old <laughs> together and you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we don't sleep together anymore because you snore too fucking loud, but I still love you. Right. I feel like people need to understand that there's no perfect way of loving somebody. It's perfect for you, but that doesn't mean it comes without hardship. So when I hear people say, I don't ever want to do this again, I don't, it sounds to me like they're kind of running away from a challenge a little bit. They're kind of choosing a route that's easier. Um, I know that Lauren London talked about she never wants to be in an intimate relationship like that again because she's dealing with her grief, right? And I fucking support that because I get it. But I don't know. At the same time, it's like, do you want to just give up on that person being out there for you that can help you through? Maybe that person lost their person too and you guys can help each other grow through grief together. Like, I just don't feel like I'm really equipped to talk about this. (laughs) I mean, you, you're doing it. You are. But I, I just want to like, I want to validate their feelings because it's like, we're young, you know, these women are forties and their fifties, like outside of young Miami, who's still very much young, but like these Mm -hmm. women have like spent a good chunk of their time being disappointed. So I could understand why they're like, I've dated so many different people. I've been married. I've been, you know, dating I've been single and it has all been the same Mm -hmm. so like you know just speaking on that generation they weren't I don't want to speak for everyone in that generation but I feel like for them it was to endure whereas for our generation it's like love yourself never settle they weren't given that same you know conversation you know like that wasn't what it was and then they grew up seeing their parents staying never and they even mentioned that during the show like our parents stayed through whatever. And it wasn't because they wanted to, it was because they had to. Whereas now it's like, we have a little bit more freedom um, for them. And then Mm -hmm. with our generation, we have a lot more freedom. Like if we're not dealing with the shit, but it's also our downfall because the slightest inconvenience, we ready to pack it up and go. And that's what I mean too, about like, yeah, growing up in a household that was very much toxic that, you know, was an abusive type of love. You don't get to see like what what love is like. You don't get to see mm-hmm. what like conflict is like and conflict resolution is like. Cuz I don't I'm not just expecting like let's say I did grow up in a in a two-parent household that was positive. I'm not just expecting them to everything be rainbows and sunshine, but like also argue in front of me and let me see how y'all resolve that. Because yes. that's the thing that's <clears throat> missing because you know, I at one point I lived with my friend's family And, you know, they didn't really, they argued or like they complained about each other, but I didn't really see like them loving on each other or like, how did they, Mm -hmm. how did they make amends after that? Mm -hmm. You know, it just wasn't really spoken about. So I don't know. I I feel like there aren't a lot of examples. What, what you got to say about that? No, I, 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 the comfort resolution part is amazing. Cause like you should absolutely be showing your younger generations, like, it's not perfect. This is how we go through our shit. And this is how we solve it in a healthy manner. We apologize to each other. We hear each other out and say, oh, I see your perspective, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But when I'm hearing, and I hate to say this, that a lot of people get in relationships 
myself included, when I got with Sadell, this is me. They come into relationships as a half, looking for another half to become whole. And I say this all the time. Like, you have to be a full person to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to say, I love myself. I put myself first. You know, I'm the most important person to me. And my partner is an extension of that love of myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you're out here, like I'm insecure and I need another person to make me feel secure. And you're putting too much in that person's basket. You will always be disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's the secret. You got to show up as a whole you. You cannot be out here. I'm looking for my other person. That's a red flag to me. When I hear people say, like, I'm looking for my other half, I'm like, yeah, you have a lot of work to do, bro, because there's not going to be any amount of happiness that someone else could provide to you. You're responsible for your own happiness. You are. And that is why. That's the secret. And y'all probably don't agree with me. You probably don't want to fucking hear it. But that is why I don't have any issue with Sadell stepping out and being friends with other women and doing his thing because he's a whole ass motherfucking person. Like... There's all kinds of people out in the world and you should be able to interact with them freely, right? Because you're a person having your own experience. I'm not limiting what you do. Like, to get to that level took a lot of work for us. It used to be a lot of jealousy. It used to be a lot of insecurities. And I had to sit with myself and be like, what the fuck am I mad about? And vice versa. What the fuck are you mad about? You know? And now we can step outside and be like, I love you. See you later. You know? I trust you. I'm not, my trust is not waning on somebody at the bar looking good and having a great conversation with you like that that doesn't you know it's not an insecurity of mine but you have to figure out like what are your own things that you know are you're not fulfilling for yourself before you start dating another person you know and luckily I found a man that loved me enough for me to work on my fucking self but that's not always the case I've been with some shitty ass people before who fed my insecurities who kept me stagnant in that place of like always gotta be checking his phone or always gotta be like looking outward you know I just think that's the, that's the secret work on yourself fully and call in somebody who's fully working on themselves and that way you guys can work on the issues of life that you need your partner to help you through together i hope i'm making sense when i say that you are and i just wanted to ask well i mean i guess you just answered that but like when you said that you know people come in as a half looking for their other half i feel like there are times where like people end up realizing that like hey i'm looking for this person's validation a little bit too much and then they feel like oh i can't get myself together in this relationship and i'm not saying and i'm not talking about for positive relationships you know mm-hmm. like so it's like what do you do in that situation where you feel like there's still a part of you missing and you know you want to work on it but you also don't want to sacrifice your relationship i don't feel like you should have to sacrifice mm-hmm. your relationship so i guess what i'm asking is like Do you believe that people can truly work on themselves, reinvent themselves, become a complete person while still having a relationship that they have to like be attentive to and still give love to, you know, you, you believe that I truly, I truly believe that. But the part of that, that's not going to be accepted is it's not going to be pretty. Hmm. It's not going to be easy. You're probably going to go through months, if not years of, We're not on the same page right now. Like, this shit is fucking rocky up in here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it is ugly. It is tough. It is in therapy. It is a lot of communication and a lot of, you know, like I said, just rebirthing a lot of death of a lot of people, a lot of little funerals. Like, that shit's hard to do. 
that's hard. It's not impossible. But if you're walking around with the idea that love should be easy, this is difficult. I don't want to do this. And you're not going to make it through that. That's not the relationship you want to be in. If you're not willing to be like, I'm, I'm going to stick it out through thick and thin. Okay. And this it's thin up in this bitch. It's been thin <laughs> for three, three whole years. There's people who divorce and get married again. Right. Mm. Because that period of time was like, I had to work on myself and now I'm the better version. I can love you the way that I've been. You've always been my person, but maybe I needed a break to like work through my own shit. Doesn't mean I love you any less, but yeah, those, those things happen. I'm gonna tell you right now, any couple, you know, I don't give a fuck what you see. I don't care if they smiles and they walk out their door and they're cuddly and they're cute. Nine times out of 10, they have gone through some deep shit or they're going through some deep shit and you'll never know Mm because it's not your business. A lot of people will not tell you the nitty gritty details of their relationships. And we need people to do that because especially within friendships, because I feel like there are some shit that I was not prepared for in my relationship. Like I Mm -hmm. see those people like, oh, me and Jay, we don't argue. We don't fight. Everything's sunshine and rainbows until it's not. And then I'm like, shit. Like, if it's not, like, what do I do here? But I, mm-hmm. I can speak for me. Like, I feel like I haven't had a lot of, like, I have had some friends, you know, express, but like, I haven't had a lot of friends talk about, hey, I went through this shit with my partner. This is how we made it work. This is yep. what we did. This is what I needed to do. You know, I've, I do have people talk about like, you know, the positives of therapy and like, I needed that for myself as well in Mm -hmm. order to show up for my relationship, you know, and they needed Mm -hmm. that as well. But I feel like we got to start talking to our friends more. Like I get it, you know, at the same time, like, you know, you don't want to always put people in your business, but like know who you're talking to. Like, obviously don't wrap up the the vultures in your shit, but the people that want to see you work it out and the people that want good things for you, it's like, you got to start being honest and be like, Hey, what do I do? Like, or this is what happened in my relationship and we're getting through it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you, this is my favorite quote. I've been saying this for years. I'm going to say it on my wedding day. I'm going to say it till the day that I die, probably. Um, I always say it takes a village to raise a child and also to keep a relationship together. Period. People don't mm. want to hear that. You can't do a lot of this shit alone. You mm. know, and you and when I say a village, it needs to be one, a village surrounded by people that are absolutely for you, love you, want the best for you aren't afraid to tell you when you're wrong, aren't afraid to tell you how to think differently, aren't afraid to listen and be like, yeah, your partner's kind of shitty for that right now. Not even shitty, but you're kind of, he's fucking up. But like, Brie, you know, what what did you do to contribute? You know, yeah, it's like, that's where it gets tough. Because like people outsource relationship advice from people who, one, are unhappy in their relationships, right? Two, ain't never really been in love, ain't never had a partner, has no idea what to advice to give, or three, want what you have, right? Mm-hmm. And are like, well, I don't got it, so I'll be happy to, to plant a seed here that will grow into insecurity and crack and break the foundation. So you got to be discerning of who you talk to your relationship about, but you absolutely need a village of people that you can go to, go to when times are difficult right. in a way that is like, I'm going to encourage you guys to come back together with a different perspective, right? right. And that has been um, the best thing about keeping our relationship stable is for a long time, I would call you, I've called you a million times in the past about me instead of having some serious fucking problems. Like you've heard it all. I don't think I even really call you about 
mean to them having issues now. Mm-mm. You know, it's very rare because I feel like I reserve those moments for serious things. I'm not gonna be up in here being like this nigga ain't clean the dishes and I'm mad. But <laughs> when it seriously, but when I told you about the whole dog thing, I think that was mm-hmm. the last time I called you with an issue in my relationship, and I was in tears, and I was like, this is what's going on. I reached out to my village and I made sure that it was about something that I really needed help on because I'm not gonna keep petty shit in your ear and then you yeah. start building a whole a story for this man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, you know? <laughs> that's important. That's no, that's important. Like you can't just be going to your friends complaining about every minor inconvenience like no like figure that out they don't need to be involved in all of that but like stuff that you're that's serious and you're like i really need a sound ear on this one i need some mm-hmm. solid advice on this yeah then reach out I, no i'm i'm right there with you cuz if it that's was about the dishes that would have been blowing you up blowing you up every day no just <laughs> no imagine though so it's like you have to utilize your village for the important things too stop mm-hmm. complaining about your partner every fucking time y'all know you're gonna make up okay the dishes could be fixed is that really something that is so detrimental right is that something that you really need somebody else's opinion on they don't need to know what's going on in your house y'all figure it out i don't care mm-hmm. if y'all not eating for three days because you don't want to wash the dishes he don't want to wash the dishes so y'all, y'all on just strike. Make- <laughs> y'all on strike that's your motherfucking problem. We don't need to hear about it. I'm sorry. Keep some shit to yourself. Right. Keep your keep some shit to yourself. But I think a lot of people get involved in like keeping up with the Joneses and not telling the things that they really need to talk about in their relationship. There was a couple that we know. I won't say their information, but me and Sadell were in the car with them. And I was like, how are you guys doing? How are things going? And they're like, you know, right now we're we're not too good. Things are difficult for us. We're we, we hardly ever argue, and right now we're just not getting along. It's been rough these last few months. And I felt honored that they told us that information because me and Sil were able to be like, we've been here, right? Year three for us was ugly, was not good. And there's that doesn't mean that this relationship's done, right? That just mm-hmm. means that we're moving into a, a new phase of like, hey, maybe we're different people. What is it that we need to relearn about each other? How do we say, you know what? I allow you to be different. What am I doing? How do I need to show up for you now? Like, we had this whole conversation and they were like, thank you for that. Like, we really, we really needed to hear that. So enough about the relationship stuff. All I want to say is if you're out there, you're in love, you're looking for love, you're single, be a whole person, right? Be willing to work on yourself, be willing to compromise to let that other person be their full selves. Talk to your village about the things that are truly important. All right. Keep some shit personal. Keep some shit private. Mm-hmm. Right. Your relationship is sacred. Everybody don't have to know what's going on in your business. Keep that shit off the social media platforms. It needs to be in house. OK. And if you have to outsource, outsource for a real job. Don't be hiring anybody <laughs> for any old thing. <laughs> yeah. And be very That's intentional all I have to say. about like be very intentional about like, you know, I know it's popular to say, oh, I'm fuck people. I don't want to be in a relationship. I want to be single. If that's true for you, if that's you know, by all means live that life. But if mm-hmm. that's a way that you're coping with the hurt, like maybe mm-hmm. it's time to talk to someone, maybe someone mm-hmm. professional, maybe it's time to be intentional about like what you want in a person and then what you also need to work on to find that person. So. We'll and that too. Last thing mm-hmm. you could say, I want to be single, but if you're, I'm single because I was hurt. That tells me there's work to do. There's if you're like, do. I choose to be, there's a Whoopi Goldberg interview just to give context. She was like, you know, I don't want to be married. 
And the guy was like, well, why not? You know, he was shocked. Like, you don't want a person? She's like, I like my privacy. You know, yeah. I like to be my full self at home. There was no, I've been hurt in the past and, you know, I can't deal with this pain and trauma. It was, I'm settled in myself. I like to fart. I like to smoke as much as I can without anyone telling me that I can't smoke. I mm-hmm. like to be able to lay out across the bed and I like to watch my shows and be unbothered. I am in, I enjoy being single yeah. versus someone saying, yeah, this relationship was so difficult. I don't ever want to put myself through that again. You're coming from a place of hurt and trauma. Yeah. So there's work to be done there. Mm-hmm. Thank you for mentioning that interview because I, I actually seen that she had released a second interview. I think it was today. And she said mm. those same things. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I enjoy being by myself. Like, that's a piece that I feel like some people are just not willing to sacrifice. And I think I'm one of them people who like, you know, when I get a house, I very much need my own wing of the house mm-hmm. because there are times where I just want to be alone mm-hmm. and then we'll meet in the middle. Our bedroom will literally be in the middle, but this, the left wing is mine. The right wing is yours. And then we'll come together in the common areas. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good relationship. I support that. that I, so su- I support that. <laughs> All right. Now the show is actually starting. Yeah. Today's episode, Shay. We are just pulling cards. Shay has her own deck. I have my deck. We love this um, t- uh, Too Hot to Handle segment so much that we decided to make it a full episode. Yes. Um, so we're just going to pull cards from our decks and see what conversations come up. Shay, what's your first card? Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I actually have two different decks that I'm working out of right now. So one is the let's get deep. I know that you were working out of that deck as well. And then the Mm -hmm. second one is the adult version of loaded questions. So (laughs) I'm going to let you pick. Do you want deep, deeper or loaded? Let's go with loaded. I knew you were going to go with loaded. You know, loaded. come on now. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) okay if a dominatrix came over and you had to oblige what would be your safe word Mm. okay my safe word would probably be like something to do with like food because I find safety in food Mm. it would be something that I would never really say in my day-to-day life so it'd probably be like peaches I really don't eat a lot of peaches um (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it would be like peaches because it's like, would that ever come up? I probably would not be like, you know, peaches on my day to day life. It would be peaches. Yeah. Easy. What about you? Peaches. I love mm-hmm. that. I don't really eat peaches either, although I love peach flavored things. Eating an actual peach is just not that um, <laughs> satisfying for me. I don't like it. My safe word, the first thing that came, I'm just going to tell you the first thing that came to mind. I have really no rhyme or reason to this, but was Hellcat. I feel like okay, if that I is said. so random. <laughs> okay. But this is why. This is why I thought of it. I would say Hellcat because I imagine them being like extremely fast cars, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I say Hellcat, that means that you're going too fast. Like you need to, you need to slow this motherfucker down. Relax. Yeah. So <laughs> that's <laughs> I like that makes sense. It makes you're moving too fast. Okay. You're moving too fast. You, you gotta stop. Like this is too All right. much. That's a good question. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Okay. Um work like I said, I'm working from one deck today, which is uh let's get deep. I picked only deeper questions, so now I feel like Ooh. a jerk. No, no, no. Um <laughs> let's do this. But we'll start with something light. So what's something that you'll never try again and why? 
Hmm. Something that I'll never try again. I'm sorry. I have to think about this one. Okay. I'm trying to think of the things that I've tried that were just like. You want me to go first? Yeah, please. Okay. I will never do cocaine again. I will never Bree! try cocaine again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, for legal purposes, this was over 10 years ago. So <laughs> I would never do that again. I, I don't I... need to be that close to death, you know? Okay. You just brought one up for me. Okay. That's what it is. First of all, fucking love you. I love you. Okay. Because no filter having ass bitch. I love it. (laughs) I will never in my life do Molly again. I will never do that. You can't pay me to do Molly. You cannot. Drugs are not our thing. This is a drug free podcast. I mean. Except for when I talk about psychedelics. (laughs) (laughs) Specific drugs free on this podcast. Yeah, that should, I just, the come down from it, I felt like my jaw was about to explode. I felt like my, I had the worst headache. I didn't have an appetite, but I was also nauseous. And I was like, I'll never do this. It's good. It's, it's, it's cool. We good. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like today's climate with the fentanyl situation, Ooh, yeah. it's just, it's not worth it for it's me. It's not worth it. Um, you know, and I'm, I don't deter anyone from living their life that you have free will, you know, I support you supporting yourself. If that's you going to NA and getting some serious help because you maybe be dealing with, you might be dealing with some type of, um, addiction. I trigger warning. We are talking about drugs. I didn't know why we didn't say trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, sorry, trigger warning. Sorry, y'all. If y'all are out there and you are in recovery, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But when it came to like cocaine, this is my own experience. Um, I've done it a handful of times. I'm not embarrassed about it because I feel like I lived life, you know, like I've had experiences. I just, I don't give a fuck if you, if you don't do drugs, that's your fucking business. But for me, I was like, I'm out here. I'm living like it presented itself. Let's see what happens. I did it enough times to be like, yeah, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. You know, I don't get the hype about it. I don't get the possible dying and over overdosing mm-hmm. aspect. Like, that blows my mind. Like, you can't OD on weed. You can't OD on um, plant medicine. So, I'm cool with that. That's a safety right. net for me, right? Right. But when it comes to something that's like, I have one foot in the living world and one foot in the death's, uh, knocking on death's door, I don't want to play those games. That's a Russian roulette wheel that I'm going to be on, you know? I have things to do. I can't just be out right. here ODing for no reason. That's crazy to me. That's no, wild. I, no, I feel you. Like, how am I going to explain that to my family? I can't because I've died. I can't. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I still got life. That's like I'm asking to be taken out of here sooner than I need to go. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not putting myself in that position. So that's my question. You're, you're up. You're up next. Okay. Well, I guess you're up next. <laughs> you want deep? <laughs> um, um, let's do deep. You have, you said deep, deep. What was it? Deep, deeper, and loaded. We'll do Deep. Lighter. Deep? Lighter. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which year of your life so far has been your favorite and why? Ooh. My favorite year of life. 
I would have to say it was 2017. Okay. Um, what year was that? It's probably like I'm that was after Bryson Bryson Tiller. It was after yeah. Bryson Tiller. It was um that year that we went to that 90s party together. That was like oh my gosh, that ended up being an album release party. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was like what 2017. I think I that think was that so. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was my favorite year of life so far because man 2020's hindsight that was my like happiest I just felt really good about where I was at like with my body mm-hmm. I was living I was saying yes to all experiences mm-hmm. I felt accomplished like I was going to school I was just doing the fucking damn thing me and Sadell were really like seriously in love at that point it was just it was a fucking phenomenal year like I had so much fun I had so much fun. I was carefree. I didn't have my own apartment. I didn't have bills. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm just free out here. I'm just like, ah. So, yeah. Would I go back to it? Absolutely not. But, like, I appreciate that year for sure. Okay. I love that. Love what about that. you? I'm going to say my favorite year was, I'm going to say 2016. That was a and good year. it was a good year. And I feel like it's my favorite year just because of like the memories and the music. Like there was the just was so good. The music was so good around that time. And I felt like that's what that was the first time that I was going to concerts nonstop. You know, that fucking mm-hmm. sweat box. Um, observatory. Know, observatory. And mm-hmm. we saw everyone there. I, we saw Bryson Tiller and mm-hmm. the team like Metro Booming. Metro Booming. What's his name? The one I used to roll with Future or still rolls with him. He mm. got locked up in like overseas. I can't remember his name. It wasn't Metro mm. Woman. I don't know. Um, wait, maybe it was because he was like, it was Metro. Metro. It was? Okay. Yeah, it was Metro Woman. I don't know. I felt like I was thinking of someone else. But either way, I was just, we were just out. We were just out. Mm-hmm. We were in Vegas. Like we had a damn residency. It was like. Mm-hmm. That's when I actually enjoyed Vegas, like just being out and just hanging out and just like, also, I felt my sexiest at that time. Like it was the first time that I was really being hit on, but also I didn't know how to handle that. Like from, you know, being a person like that was always in the shadow to like someone that's getting attention. I was like, oh, this is new. Like Mm -hmm. now if I had a chance to redo it, bitch, I would have been like young Miami and Korea and, uh, that other one. JT, what you going to pay? What you going to do? What you going to do for me? You know? But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was um, it was a really good year. So, I yeah, 2016 for me. I love that. I love that. It was a good year. I second that. Okay. It's on me now. Mm, this is going to be a little hard. So, I need you to give a 30-second elevator pitch about who you are. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the pressure. Okay, hold on. I gotta get my timer out. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> 30 seconds, okay? Hold on. Let me get the timer. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me set it up to 30 seconds. <laughs> Three, two, one, you're on. 
Hey there. So my name is Shaliga, um, or you can call me Shay if we get to know each other. I like to watch movies. I like to go out and have a good fucking time. If you want someone to pressure you into drinking, I'm going to do that. But if you also want someone to have your back to make sure no one else gets on you, I'm your girl. If you if you want someone that's down, like I don't even need to know where we're going, what we're doing. Just say, hey, Shay, roll with me to go here and I'm going to go. And yeah, that's me. Your friend for life. Okay. <laughs> okay exactly 30 seconds you sold it i mean hey, that sounds like a really fun loving chick who's like we could just roll through life together we can roll through <laughs> life that's that's who i am oh, oh god, my god so much pressure <laughs> it was pressure <laughs> okay um i don't know if i need to answer that one i think you <laughs> do you want to answer it i would love want- to hear more about you okay damn it okay let me do my three <laughs> What you got? Are you gonna time me? Yeah, I could time you. Okay, time me. <laughs> All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. Hi, my name is Brienne, but you could call me Brie. Like the cheese, I do love cheese, by the way. Also, I am all about spooky shit. I'm your friend that you want to come to when you want to talk about the esoteric, the conspiracies, the deep, dark, and the unknown. I love to see the beyond the veil. I do oracle readings. I'm practicing to be a deaf doula, and I'm obsessed with psychedelics. I also am a loving partner, but I am looking for more beautiful people to add to my collection of community, and I would love to be your friend. Love that, <laughs> bitch! Now you want me to read? Hi, I'm fun. Okay, uh, you I'm had it. You had it. You had it. It was good. I feel like that's I a good application that. right there. That sure is. Good job. You can put that. Like, if you have um any more like uh dating friendship sites, you can mm-hmm. literally just, man, and it's recorded. That. Literally right. take a little snippet and like, this is me. <laughs> right imagine i feel like you know the right people will come along and be like i would i fuck with this and it will right. deter the wrong people i feel they'll be like yeah this bitch is weird right. <laughs> really with that okay right. but, um, <laughs> yeah. why not you can learn some things okay mm, look i only want to call in other spooky individuals at this point i don't need any i have no time okay very spooky love that um hit me with loaded it. Ooh. Hit me with the loaded. Hit me with your best shot. Okay. What is the worst excuse for not wanting to have sex? Mm. (laughs) Mm. The worst excuse. I'm going to have to tell you, I think this is something that I say, and I know sometimes it'd be bullshit. I'd be like, yeah, it's not because I'm on my period. I really don't give a fuck about having sex on my period. I'm gonna be honest with you. I really don't. I don't. I'm. I just don't. I don't care. I know some people are like that's so gross. I just. I don't give a fuck. But sometimes it's the best excuse because I'm like, I can just depend on this to work. Like, and no one's gonna question it. No uh, gonna- well, not anymore because the man is gonna be listening to this. Be like, oh, okay, all right. Remember what you said. All right. <laughs> what you said? Yeah, I think that's for me because I feel like it's a cop out. Like, you know, instead of just saying I'm not in the mood, sometimes I'll just be like, oh, I'm on my period. You know, coin. You I know, had someone so- tell me, okay, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> they didn't work. Oh, key. Um, a lot of guys don't. A lot of guys do not care. Yeah. Like, don't believe the hype. I feel like a lot of men be running around being like, oh, I don't, 
I've never had a man say no. That's just me personally, and I've you know I've done, I don't know about you ladies, but I've <laughs> never had a man. <laughs> hasn't been my Have you ever had a, I've never had a man be like I care. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care they about don't. that. They don't care about maintenance down. There. They don't care about none of that. Don't care about nothing. They be lying to y'all. These men just be getting around it. each other and lying. Them, them podcast real. hosts, they be lying. They do be lying. Just like a Jamaican talking about he don't eat it. Yes, you do. Liar. <laughs> okay, so let me see. Um, where is one place that you want to go before you die and why? Um, I definitely want to travel before I die. I don't have a like a specific place, but I want to be able to say like I've seen the world. Like I've seen the way other people live or I've experienced something outside of the US. Now, I have been to Europe, but I haven't been to like South America or I, I haven't even like really been to like my home, not even really. I have not been back to Trinidad or mm. the Caribbean at all. So, that's something that I definitely feel like I need to do before I leave this earth. So I hope that I'm able to do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I hope so. I really do. I feel like traveling is so important. You know, we're here on this beautiful earth and a lot of us never get to see it. And, you know, I know so many people that have like died without traveling or they have no, oh, yeah. they have no desire to see the world and explore. And I feel like that can be so limiting, but mine is Bali. I feel super connected to Bali. Um, I think that it is just a space that I would go and just immediately feel comfortable in and yeah. confident in. So I'm making my way to Bali. Um, I know we can't go until we're married. So we're going for our honeymoon more than likely. I mean, I've seen a couple of people that I know are not married and they've been there. I don't know how they, I, I didn't ask them any questions because they probably finessed the hell out of that system. But I was like, Hmm. y'all too hmm. y'all fucking no yeah. yeah i just can't i'm i'm afraid of jail in other countries i feel you on i'm that so one. scared i feel you on that one they have different laws i'm afraid of jail in general but in third world and uh, not third world i'm sorry in another country in general oh hell no Mm-mm. but your your choice whatever one whatever pile of your card thank you for giving me the choice okay what has been your worst experience with a roommate Okay, so I have not lived with other women, but I'm going to just go ahead and be like hotels. I'm going to consider hotel stays roommates, okay? Mm -hmm. I have roomed with a lot of women in hotels before. I think for me, this is no shade to any specific person, but like when I get to see people's hygiene habits Mm -hmm. over the course of vacation, Sometimes they low-key be changing me. Like, I'd be like, you, you don't wash mm-hmm. your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. it does fuck up the dynamic with friendships. Like, I'm a very like, shower, 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 shower person. Like, I got to shower, I got to shower, I got to shower, I got to shower. When you're lackadaisy about, like, washing your ass, and you just, like, hop in the bed with dirty feet or you just, like, be out from the club and then just be like, I'm going to hop in the bed. I'm going to take a nap. Or you don't wash your makeup off your face and you hop in the bed. Or you just be walking around barefoot after you get out of, out of a wet shower on a, a carpet that you don't know where it's been. <sighs> yeah, that's the, that's the worst experience. Like, I don't mind sleeping with people. I don't mind being, like, roomed up. But if, I got to know you washing your ass. 
That's all I need to know. <laughs> okay, what about you? <laughs> I think you've said it perfectly because I low-key be feeling like there's something wrong with me. Like my bare-ass foot cannot, cannot touch that. One of my friends actually put me on to like put in a towel down inside yep. of the bathtub. And I was like, oh, shit. oh, inside the bathtub. Like because that's she didn't smart. want her Right, that's but so someone's smart. gonna I'm listen to this and be shit. like, I'm "Bitch, that's that. excessive." No, no, no idea. Like that's that yeah. was a game changer for me. I'm doing that shit. Thank you. <laughs> I'm doing that. That's some that's some amazing advice. We need professional help because I am actually jealous of the people that I have roomed with, and I'm like, you could just be bare ass on the toilet. You could just be. <sighs> barefoot on the floor walking up and down and i'm like i'm over here with soaking wet slides on because i just yep. feel like something's gonna get into my foot crawl up inside yep. of me yep. and mm-hmm. and fuck me up like i i i felt like i've lived with way too many germaphobes that it's a problem for me now like it's hard mm. it's so it's so hard like living this life and like just uh, and then like having to like be with other people and seeing how like they also don't really live that life like they're just carefree about shit i'm like i wish i can be like that but this has been a long time coming this has been a, a some years of forming the person that i am right now and you've contributed to that i just want you to know that i know i want you I'm to a know you can y'all mm-hmm. i'm a huge germaphobe and i feel like people think like if i if i had a pick me behavior I think people would think like Breeze cleaning is pick me as fuck. Like mm-hmm. she'd be just saying, I'm serious as a motherfucking heart attack. I am not a fucking pick me ass germaphobe. I have true fears. It is a mental illness. I am struggling for my life over here half the time. This is not a joke. I don't think it's cute. I don't be like, yeah, I'm a bad yeah. bitch because I'm like, super no, nobody's saying that. I am struggling. I'm struggling to keep my life in order. There's, I am one dirt crumb away from slipping into an abyss of depression <laughs> so yeah you don't want to live like this you don't want to live like this you know what and i'm i'm gonna tell you that like i knew it was real i remember this one time we were in vegas and we had stayed at my brother's place and you know men you know men mm-hmm. you know how they get down and i saw you in action where you were just like having a almost like a panic attack because you didn't realize that you had your bare foot on the ground and i felt so bad at that point i felt so bad i I I never remember that that. yeah you were yeah you were yeah (laughs) that sounds like something i would do people think it's a joke whoo but you know what? The one thing I don't clean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't clean my car as often as I should. That oh. I don't give a fuck about it. I'm like, just give me the point A to point B. That is where people probably hop in my car and be like, you are probably not the cleanest person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about the car versus the home and the body. I don't know. It's just a disconnect. There's a disc. The car is more of a task. Moving forward. We're not talking about my germaphobe problem. No, it's okay. Shay, is that your answer to your question? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> That I all right. Mine is what is something that you need advice on right now? (sighs) A lot. I need Mm. advice on what's worth um, an argument and what's not. 
what's worth, mm. what's really worth stressing over and what's not. In your so, relationship? In life. Or in general? In general. Mm, that's a good question. Like, what's worth an argument and what's not? I think some sham shit is worth an argument. I'll be like, I'm ready to risk it all. I don't give a fuck. You know? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm going to argue about this. It, but I feel like if you can sit there and ask this question right now, then you already have the discernment to be like, now, Shay, you know that this is not worth no damn argument. Whatever it is, if you're a question, I feel like when you have, when it's worth the argument, there's no question. There's no like second thought. It's bitch, I'm in your ass at this point. I don't right. care. I don't give a fuck, you right. know? But if there's like, is this worth my time? The answer is no. That's your answer. Trust yeah. yourself. Like you said, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, it's more so like in the moment, I'm not asking that question. Mm-hmm. And I Ever? need to. Sometimes, rarely, <laughs> but in the moment, I just go like I will react, and then after I reflect, and I want mm. to reflect before I react. Before you react, mm-hmm. well, this is a, a silent reminder at this point. Just put it in your brain, meditate on it, start reacting after you have thought it through, and that's difficult. It's difficult because sometimes you have to be like, <sighs> I need a moment. I need a moment. I'll come back to you later. Mm-hmm. And if you come back later and you're like, I want to get in your ass now, so be it, you know? But all it takes is a, I'm done talking. Yeah. And it sounds rude, but I do that all <laughs> but the time. It's so, it's so true. I love that. I do that. Me and Sadal will be at a point, at a point we're about to fight. I'll be like, stop talking to me. And I'll walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's me trying, y'all. I, I mean, I'm not going to, it's not going to be like, you know what, babe? I need some time to really think this through. And I'm just really feeling a little, I wish I could be that person, but my version of that is get out of my face and stop talking to me right now. And I walk <laughs> off. <laughs> you make me feel seen and normal because I feel like I'm that person. And then I'm the, the, the second person that you mentioned where I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. I could have handled that better. I could have handled it better. But I, in the moment, I had to advocate for myself because I was mm-hmm. pretty pissed off. Mm-hmm. And it was me saying, get the hell up out of my face right now. I don't feel like talking and I'm going to leave. Or we about to go balls to the wall. So right. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> okay. Damn it. Give me another couple years. Then I could finally be like, master of my emotions. Right now, I'm feeling a little insecure, a little angry. Can you just give me a second? I would love to be there. But right now, all you're going to get is stop talking to me. Get mm-hmm. out my face, and I'll come back later on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in the mood. What <laughs> I need advice on, <sighs> I think I'm just dealing with a lot of self-love issues. I think for me right now, yeah, I'm going through this um, this grieving period of my life where I've been so hyper-focused on like eating healthy and working out because I know that this big change is coming. And we don't talk about like when you're going through that phase of change, it's a lot of, for me, self-criticisms. Like, 
I'm working out, right? But when I'm in the gym, I'm like, oh, I got to work on my arms today because, you know, I want them to be toned and they're flabby. That's me self-criticizing. Oh, I got to work on my abs today. My stomach is kind of like not where I need to be. My waist is not as slim as I, you know what I mean? Like I'm nitpicking myself. Like when you're going through this transformation period, like right now I'm working on my skincare and I'm looking at my face like I hate my hyperpigmentation and I don't like my uneven tone and uh, my skin is kind of dry. It needs to be more moisturized. I'm just like constantly looking at the things that I need to work on. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm doing them. I'm eating right. I'm working out and I'm putting myself in these positions to be better. But it comes with a lot of like watching myself. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And I just got to I just need some self-love to get through like this period of like constantly judging myself so what do you think will help with that you think if like your friends were like you know Brie, you look really good i just want to tell you that <sighs> no because i could tell you right now i've been staring at your skin and i'm like man she's just glowing she just, <laughs> I, I have not done good. anything but thank you but you see look and she's yeah. blushing y'all see it's so like <laughs> You know, like we're, we are very, very, very self-critical and maybe we do just need someone to give us a little bit of like, I hear you, but I want to tell you what I see. You see these things because you're keen on in on those insecurities. That's not what I see. I see you as a whole person. And I feel like the work that you have been putting in is definitely not going unnoticed because I think I even told you the last time or a few times ago, like when I saw you that like you were slimming out, you were thinning out yeah, and you still are. Oh, um, I have, I have about a good 50 pounds to lose. So yeah, I hope, I hope I am. And um, you are going to get there. So like when people compliment you, don't, don't react with like something negative. Like just now when I said you are thinning out and you say, well, I still have to. Right. So right. I think that's where you need to like catch yourself mm-hmm. instead of just say, thank you and mm-hmm. leave it there. Because right, I'm always looking for the mindset. next thing to complain about. Yes. Like, the nitpicking. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Cause yeah, I, it's just like, you're grieving. You are, when you are transforming, you are in a state of grief. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm grieving like that carefree person that I used to be when I was like, fuck it, I'm going to just eat all these calories and not give a damn. Even though it wasn't good for me, I didn't have to think or criticize myself because I wasn't working towards a goal, right? And it was high-key detrimental, but I had a little bit of freedom with myself that I currently do not have. I have a lot of self-doubt, a lot of self-judgment, so I'm just working on it. I'm working through it. And I Mm -hmm. I have one more question to ask you. I know that you've been following um, a meal plan. You're still following mm-hmm. that? Do you have mm-hmm. a workout plan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I would try to work out five days a week and I'm trying to do, I'm okay. So I'm trying to get into the science. I feel like I have high cortisol levels for some reason. And I noticed that um, there are certain things that I do that increases my cortisol, like eating, drinking coffee before I have a full breakfast or, you know, pushing myself to exhaustion and not getting enough rest. And, like, mm-hmm. these things keep a lot of, like, visceral fat on your body, usually, like, in the belly area. Before, when I would lose weight, I would just be like, I'm going to go to the gym and go hard. I don't care. Like, I just want to, you know. But now I'm trying to, like, really turn myself inside out and figure out, let's get to the root of these things that are causing these weight problems. So instead of me 
going extremely hard in the gym like I would, I do a lot of cardio, low impact, right? Okay. And then weight training. But oh, I'm not, thanks. and I'm and I'm trying to build up this um, endurance. I'm not trying to just go in there and be like, I'm just going to work myself to the bone every single day and cause stress. I want to ease into it. And I'm telling myself too, go to the gym when I don't want to go. Like that's a big deal for me yes. because that's how you create habits, right? Yes. Like on the days where I'm like, I really don't want to do this. I just go and I'm like, if I have to walk two miles and then do some Stairmaster and maybe the rowing machine, I did that, you yeah. know, but I don't have to go in there and run two miles, lift 200 pounds and then right. be, does it make sense? No, it makes so, sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, um, go ahead. I, I followed this woman. I, I can't remember her name, but she, she made a great point. Even if you don't want to work out, and you go do the workout poorly. And Ooh. that changed things for me <laughs> because it's like, I'm still showing up. Like you said, I may yeah. not be weight training today, but I'm walking on the treadmill. I'm on an yeah. incline. I'm doing something just to get my mm-hmm. body moving. And you would mm-hmm. still feel like, man, I accomplished something because I could have set my ass down. Mm-hmm. And ate a bag of chips and watched TV. Mm-hmm. That part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So... That's what it is. I have this new way of doing this. This is the first time I've ever been in the gym and taking it very easy with a self-love perspective of like being gentle with myself, being kind with myself versus I got to go in there and fucking push myself to exhaustion. And then I'm not going to stick with this habit because I'm exhausting myself. But if I do it every fucking day and I do it well, maybe three days a week and then two days it's like a lighter workout but i'm up in that bitch for the next year mm-hmm. versus the next two months mm-hmm. the long game i'm in the, yeah. for the long haul this time yeah. so i'll keep you posted but i'm, I'm feeling good okay yeah. okay that was actually my last question on my end so what's your next question oh okay then i gotta find a good closer a good closer <sighs> oh gosh 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 the pressure it's getting worse. <laughs> Should I just read them and then you tell me which one you want to answer? Okay, do or it. Or do you like the surprise? I don't, I'm I'm open to whatever. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see what's the, the juiciest. I'm totally down to hear them. Okay, okay. The first one is: What's the craziest thing you've ever seen at work? The second is: What's something you're glad is in the past and why? And then the third one is name a song that reminds you of a specific memory, time, or place. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. These are really hard questions. Um, I'll probably go with the song for some okay. reason. I'm being drawn to that. I knew I knew you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably go with the song, a specific time and place. Um Hmm, let me think of a really good song. Give me a second that I'm like, when I hear this. Mm, okay, I love this album by Drake. Don't, don't, don't get mad that at me. Elevator music album? <laughs> what elevator music album are you talking about? The last one he put out? Hell no, this is old. Okay. This is his old shit. This is from. Oh, then I would um, never judge you. Not, not old. Drake. This is from Nothing Was the Same, mm-hmm. 2013. Nice. Man, okay, I love this album. This is probably my favorite album from him. But when I hear that song with him and Janaco from mm-hmm. Time, mm-hmm. I love okay. me. Mm-hmm. I love me enough for the boat. That shit brings me back to when I had a Volkswagen bug. <laughs> and <laughs> 
I'm so serious. I had, that was my dream car. Okay, I had wanted a Volkswagen Beetle forever. And I got my Volkswagen Beetle in like 2012. And I was just so happy. I had a sunroof. It ran like shit. It was a terrible car, but like I was feeling so successful. And then Drake dropped that album and I played that shit till the wheels fell off. Okay, I played that album till I went and got on the bus. That's how bad my <laughs> my bug was. I played it from the bug to the bus because Damn. it was so good. But it just represented a time in my life where I felt like I was an adult for the first time. I was just like, me and Snow were only together for a year. I was like living with him. I was working. I was being my most independent 19 year old self. And like, fuck, I got to listen to the album today. Like, that's going to be the you album. Should. That's going to be the album. Now it's going to have to be my hot jam of the week. You got to play it. Song. That's going to be my hot jam of the week. Okay. <laughs> what about you? What about you? <laughs> a song, a song. You know what? You, I don't know if you remember this, but like when we first started, we had a whole episode dedicated to like timeless pieces. And I, feel like yes. we didn't release it but we need to go back and release it because there are oh got to go um, there are <laughs> I, I would love for us to like actually go back and talk about it maybe we can have somebody on the show when we do that um yes i think that'd be a great episode okay a song that reminds me of a specific memory time or place now i already mentioned 2016 music so let me think of another song I think I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with our, um, our controversial friend. Her name is Gwen Stefani. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking a real person like, okay, now which controversial oh, friend? Cause Lord. we got a couple to choose from. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be Gwen Stefani because I felt like that Harajuku album did it for me. I felt like it's complicated. Yeah, but it's good. Go ahead. But Go ahead. It's a good album. And I just felt mm-hmm. like Gwen had us in a chokehold. I felt like to this day, I know how to sp- how to spell bananas because of her. Right. Like anytime I'm trying to spell bananas, I'm just repeating this song, you know, mm-hmm. her lyrics. And the one song that I really want to mention is Luxurious. And I don't know if you remember when we were at the drag show. When that song came on, it was like, this is our shit. Like, it just makes you, it just takes you back. It makes you yeah. feel like you're that bitch. It just like, I am luxurious. You know, we gonna, I'm going to play it for Hot Jam of the Week for sure. But yeah. that song will forever be a staple in my playlist. Forever. That that right there, I don't give a fuck. I love Gwen Stefani. Yes, she mm-hmm. is problematic, Problematic as fuck. Okay, but, I mean, iconic at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're going to be a cultural appropriator, she's mm-hmm. the one that you probably want to do more model after. Like, she done been in everybody's business. She was a chola for a little bit. She was she black was for a moment. <laughs> you remember that? She was a chola for a bit. She was black for a bit. She was fucking Japanese for a bit. For like, real. homegirl for has real. been in all of everybody's business, okay? Mm-hmm. And she embodies it. I don't think that she... I think at one point she truly believes that she has these origins. Like... Yeah, it's giving delu- it's delusion to the point of like iconic, like bitch, yeah. you got me questioning. Like, are mm-hmm. you Japanese? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but look, and I mean, she's, she's questioning herself. Like, 
I feel like I have a connection because I live there. And you know what she did for me anyway, she did put them on the map because I would have never known these people, this culture for them, but like, I would have never mm-hmm. known they existed. So yeah. not saying that she deserves the right to speak for them or take ownership of like their popularity, but for us in America, she did do that. Mm-hmm. She did it. So she did it. And we got to so honestly honor her for like her no doubt days because I was no a, I'm doubt. a no doubt fan to this day. I still Come bump. On. I have two songs that I have by them that I play over and over all the time. I love hella good. If you're feeling hella good, so let's just keep on dance. I love that one, and I love keep underneath it all. On dancing, you know what? Really? What about it's my life? Do you remember yeah, that? That's video? a good one too. It's you my life. Video. When she was just going. Oh, just a girl. I'm just a girl in the world. Come on now. I feel like. Gwen. Are y'all really fucking with Gwen? Because it's iconic. When she got over Eve? to hip When she got over. Okay. Thank, thank, thank you. You know where I was thank going. You. I know where you. You know. Come on now with Eve. That is a motherfucking classic. I don't even care what you say. The let me blow your mind. Thank like, you. girl. Get me here, man. I'm gonna take come on now. Like, come you got on. Gwen, you cannot, you cannot get don't em, ever, you cannot, not give her a flower. Don't play with her, don't play, with it. don't play with it. All over pop, hip hop, RB, rock music, reggaeton, reggaeton. reggaeton. Come on now, <laughs> <laughs> she's done it all. Yeah, yeah, she's that bitch. I think, I think Gwen Stefani is what Madonna wished she could be. And mm. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say Ooh, they that. They're gonna come. They're gonna come. They're gonna come. I, they come. Gonna come. With they pitch come. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Madonna wish she could be Gwen. I truly believe that. I do. The range, the, um, you know what I mean? Just like this, because Madonna's another one. She's a cultural appropriator on another level, too. Yeah. Like, to the point where, like, she likes to appropriate gay culture. I don't know if she's queer mm-hmm. and out and proud now, but you know, that Vogue song, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. her little mm-hmm. deal with Michael Jackson. She was, she had her fingers in some shit she shouldn't have been in, but. Madonna, yeah, wasn't she like, I think she was exposed to the ballrooms and like, that's when she, she sure wanted was. to start making music she like that. She stole their shit. She stole mm. their shit. And on top of that, it's just like the black kids, you know, collecting in like rubies and gems. Um, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I can't. This is the second one, okay? The first one was Brenton, Brenton I Spice Out Like a Clown. <laughs> that is going to be the fucking title of this podcast. I need. What exactly did you say again? Was it? Was it? <laughs> I, said, I said. I I had got this action from TikTok. Was this? Someone said, um, "Why did Kim rent Ice Spice out like a party clown? Not a, ah. a birthday clown. It was a birthday clown. It was a birthday clown. She rented her out like a birthday clown. I. That is going to be the title of this. I'm sorry. That is fucking hilarious. Renting Ice Spice out like a birthday clown. Black kids like rubies. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's sickening but yeah so i fuck with you on gwen stefani thank you you're right love me some gwen love me some gwen. love well, angel music baby go ahead girl. that was the album that was the album yes mm-hmm. it was um but leading into our music section this is hot jam of the week y'all already know what it is y'all already know what it is i already said what mine is i'll still play it here for you it is uh drake from time featuring 
Janae Aieko. Oh, this moment, this 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 takes me all the way back. It's it's kind of crazy. What's up? Been a minute since we kicked it. You've been caught up with them bitches. I don't get it. You're a star love. You shouldn't have to deal with that. I'd never make you feel like that. That just uh, takes me back. Literally. What about yours? Go ahead and play it. Well, like I told you, we're going to get real luxurious up in here. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Gwen. So good. What is that sample? What's that sample? Uh, okay, let me look it up now because I have to know. It's um luxurious sample. Gwen Stefani, the Isley Brothers, Between the Sheets. Yes. Yes. It's Between the Sheets because now, now I got to pull that up real quick. It was Between the Sheets. You probably won't be able to hear it. Between the Sheets. Yup. It was the Isley Brothers, Between the Sheets. <laughs> Between the sheets. And you felt like, even when Gwen was singing, you felt like you was in the sheets somewhere. Because she, sure. you, like, bro. satin sheets. It was satin sheets. The it lyrics. Was sheets. She said, yes. feeling good like Egyptian cotton. Cotton. Right. Because she was referring to the sample now that Hello? you know, in the sheets. And then I think in the video, she was, like, laying in, like, Egyptian cotton sheets that were, like, satin material. You feel me? And in cashmere. What the fuck? Give Gwen Stefani iconic. This is iconic behavior. This is down to the details. It's like bitches take notes. Take notes. That's how you do it. Take notes. If you do it so well that we're clapping for a cultural appropriator. We're clapping for that um, <laughs> not as rooting for the enemy, but right. <laughs> okay, this is like Rachel Dozo. This is what she wanted to be. Okay, this is what this is if she quick. went to the this is not what? a popular opinion. I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't mad oh, at her. Oh, I mean... I wasn't... I wasn't... We'll talk about that when we talk about that's hair. That's another episode. Black. We'll talk about... That's another episode. Hair. That's another episode. I, I mean, we could do it next week because we have Let's nothing going on. Let's do it. Well, Rachel Dolezal, Dolezal, whatever her name is, will be featured on this next episode of the Black Hair Experience. <laughs> but that's our episode, y'all. I know it's been a good two hours and maybe, what, 10 minutes. But any closing words, Shay? No. You know what? This is becoming some of like my favorite segments, just really pulling cards and getting to know a little bit more about each other. I love mm -hmm. this. Because even when Me we too. don't have something to talk about, we have something to talk about. We have it something to talk bring, about. It just brings something out of us. So I hope y'all really enjoyed this episode. Um, one thing I want to just mention, like, I think you said it so beautifully earlier, like when you were just expressing how you felt 
when you're hanging out with your friend and like not getting that drink and then also seeing your reflection not give you mm-hmm. that drink. And then also the struggles that you're, you know, you're going through right now of grieving who you once were. And that's like old eating habits. It's old habits in general. So I just want to validate you in that and let you know that, hey, there's a lot of us that are going through that. Let's be our our support system. Let's lean on one another. When you're feeling like this and you need a quick boost me up, hit me up. Text me. Like, I'm not feeling my best self because I'm going to do that because I feel like <laughs> sometimes we just need someone in our corner, like, reminding us that we're doing a great job, that we look great, and it's going to all work out in the end. So yeah. if y'all need that, reach out to your support system. Reach out to us. Shit. We've been waiting to hear from y'all. What's For going real. on? What's going on? For real. Yeah. What's going on? I mean, we have fans. I hate to call y'all fans. We have listeners. We're not. You're not my fans. Call the motherfucking confession line because that's one segment we have not been able to do because y'all motherfuckers is not calling. Scary. I mean, I don't that's I don't scary. check the emails like I love I normally should, but call us please. I feel like we definitely could use a voice on here that's not just me and Shay. We would love to hear from you guys. It's free. All you gotta do is just call and leave a voicemail and you will be on our show. Right. Come on now. And if you want to be anonymous, guess what? We have the tools to do that. Yes. Okay. You change your voice. No we one has to place. know. It's mm-hmm. you. Mm. Don't be scared. Go ahead and call. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. that is it, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have any other closing no. words? We're good. No. Well, then y'all no. have a great day, a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.